and welcome to Nerd Out Presents the best and worst TV shows of 2021. We are back for the ninth year in a row to go through all of the TV that we have been watching over the last year. We are a little late on this one. Uh, (laughs) Just been busy, I guess. Yeah, life came back this year. Yeah, a form of life. A form of life, yeah. Not as we know it, but uh, yeah. The new normal of life, I guess. That's what they're calling it. I don't like it. (laughs) They redesigned it and I don't like it. Yeah. We've got a bunch of opinions on a bunch (laughs) of TV shows and we're going to rank them and we're going to let you know the best and worst TV of the year, as always. My name is Sandro. Joining me is Reese. I was wondering if we were going to do that, but hi, how are you? (laughs) Yeah, very good. I probably should introduce the names, I guess, if I'm hosting the show. I don't know. Is that what podcast hosts do? Probably. I don't know anymore. Who knows? Hey, look, lockdown's over. I've forgotten how to do a podcast now. (laughs) (laughs) And as always, joining us from the Staggering Stories podcast is Adam J. Purcell. Good morning or evening, wherever it may be. Just gone quarter past nine in the morning here. Mm -hmm. Bright and early. (laughs) And quarter past eight in the evening for us. Uh, too bad. Yeah. It's yeah. really hot in my room and I don't like it. Uh, but yes, we are going to be going through some TV stuff as always. Let's start off with a quick kind of look at how we found 2021 in terms of TV. <laughs> I'll start. I barely watched anything. <laughs> <laughs> Probably I'm the same. Not not new stuff anyway. I rewatched a lot. Yeah, it was definitely tough. Yeah. I mean, Marvel basically is what kept me going, really. Yeah, there's a yeah, there's a lot of Marvel. Yeah, a lot of Marvel, especially in my list. A, a lot, a lot mm-hmm. of it, a lot of it, which was good. Well, it's already been a year since Marvel started up again with uh, WandaVision. Mm. and I'm just amazed that it's been a year and we've had five shows and yeah, five movies. Uh, yeah, I think it maybe it's five of each. That's amazing. Really, Is it five movies. Wow. I think. Oh, bloody Eternals felt like three movies, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, more than that next time. But, uh... <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that next week. <laughs> yeah, it was a weird year. I think for me as well, with like work coming back, I mm. was so unsure when I would have time to watch shows that yes. I wouldn't commit to shows. And mm-hmm. so there's so much stuff mm-hmm. that I wanted to watch that I just didn't. Like The Witcher, I didn't even bother with that because <laughs> yeah. I was like... I'm too busy with other stuff. I can't sit down and commit. I could go outside now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that happened a lot to me. Um, just mm. just not... De- and also just kind of forgetting that shows came back, like Inside mm. Number 9. I oh, had yeah. no idea that there was a new season of that until yesterday. Oh, yeah. I haven't watched that either. Yeah. Yeah. Just look at stuff out there which needs to be watched, but it's been a year of YouTube for me mostly, which is... <laughs> wow. Yeah. Watching other people watch TV programs and films. It's very weird. Yeah. <laughs> I do a lot of Blind Wave. Yeah. And uh, who else? Uh, Heroes Reforged is another one. They're a, oh, they're a good yeah, okay. group of people. Yeah, yeah, they actually yeah. used to... Well, they still do CGI, and they actually did some of the Marvel movies. And they say they actually enjoy being able to react to Marvel stuff as opposed to doing work on it because oh. they hate keeping yeah. the secret. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Because they used to, I think they did, the last one they did was Civil War. So they knew Spider-Man was going to be in it, but they had to act surprised yeah. and things like that. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Well, as always, I guess we'll start off with some dishonorable mentions. Now, from memory, Reese, your dishonorable mention is your number 15, right? Correct. And you can kind of kick off your chunk. That's right, I'm still calling them chunks. <laughs> yes! <laughs> the chunks are back. Uh, Adam, what are some dishonorable mentions uh, for you, from you? Well, at the bottom of my list, I think I'm not alone in this, perhaps, uh, is The Watch. Mm. Which uh, is a Terry Pratchett, in theory, uh, <laughs> inspired series. Uh, which got a lot of controversy uh, before it even came out, and it was just not good. <laughs> it is not good. <laughs> it's, it's not yeah. good. Um, it's a real shame because it's sort of a program you'd think could be great if done properly. Hmm. But they were so wide to the market, it just didn't feel at all like source material. Not that I know it that well, but even hmm. I know it didn't feel right. Yeah. A shame. We did an episode on it, and we had a guest on, and you could just hear him mainly but also sandro trying to redeem it while i'm just tearing it to bits <laughs> <laughs> it does have its uh proponents but yeah oh, it does the cast i think are all brilliant yeah the city looks like a fun cyberpunk city <laughs> yeah. you know they put money into it it's just it's not a cyberpunk world so why <laughs> yeah <it's> cyberpunk? <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's not the victorian or medieval sort of world mashup they no. tend to have. That is weird. Yeah. And my this one might be a, more of a surprise. My uh, my second least favorite of the year at number eighteen, I think, is uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Ooh. Oh yeah, that's fair. Controversial, I'm sure. Mm. I never got on with uh, Captain America. Really, it's fine, but yeah. it really? never really did it for me. And it's basically more the same. Right. Yeah, that's fair. And it was quite a disjointed show at points as well, especially watching it weekly. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It's a bit disappointing, but there are plenty of other Marvel things to, to lighten the things up a bit. <laughs> Almost too many. <laughs> yeah. So many. <laughs> and that's me saying that. <laughs> yeah. Last year, the, yeah, 2021, the year of Marvel. 2022, the year of Star Wars maybe on Disney Plus? Don't know. Maybe. I don't know how. What have they filmed for the Star Wars stuff? Is it just um, the Andor? Andor. Uh, they. I think they finished um, Kenobi. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's right. Is Ahsoka yeah, yeah. in production yet? Not sure. <sighs> They're still casting for that, so I'm not sure. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. But also, it continues being the year of Marvel because there's like ten other Marvel shows out next year. <laughs> Marvel will not stop. They yeah. won't. They just will not stop. <laughs> and I don't want them to yet, but we'll see. The industry will have to stop for Marvel to stop. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, yeah, my dishonorable mention... I, I mean, yeah, the worst show that I saw was was, was The Watch. Um, I've written <laughs> down in my list, The Watch lasted 19 minutes. Because even though <laughs> I technically watched the first episode, I think it was, for the uh, for the review that we did... Yeah. Earlier in the year, I only paid attention for about 19 minutes and then I was on my phone. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's actually going to be sort of a category for me as well, where did it hold my attention or was I on the phone? Some of these, I'll be referencing that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's there at the bottom. Foundation, I can't really say if it's a bad show or not, but it lost Ooh. me very quickly so that's at the bottom of my list purely because i stopped watching after six episodes because i think the first two two episodes were great and then it just kind of kept doing the same thing 
for a bunch uh, of episodes and I stopped mm. watching. The worst show that I finished last year without a doubt is American Horror Stories. The first season of American Horror Stories, which is a standalone episode set within the world of American Horror Story. And it was awful. It was really bad. The lessons were terrible. I mean, it's American Horror Story, so of course the lessons were terrible. But in this one in particular, I was like, is this really where you want to end the story? There was one fun episode where Danny Trejo plays a a serial killer dressed up as Santa Claus killing influences. And that was kind of funny. But the rest of the show was just awful. (laughs) Don't watch it. (laughs) Okay. Never seen an episode of the original series or all that. So that's my dishonorable mentions. Reese, what have Mm. you got? And I guess you'll kick off the chunk as well. Yeah, Mm. pretty much. Like the rest, uh, both of you, the watch is on the bottom of my list. (laughs) (laughs) I adore Terry Pratchett. Um, I think he's wonderful. And... Like Adam said, there are a few things that work for it. I do think the cast are great, but I thought the scenes they were in just weren't Discworld scenes. It's that simple. It just wasn't Mm -hmm. a Discworld sort of thing. And annoyingly, it was done very well. It was a good cyberpunk type thing. It was a good, semi-good detective sort of thing. The bits that I saw, I don't know if it got better in terms of solving mystery. I gave up too soon. Mm. But there was a lot of it that worked, but it just wasn't Discworld. I guess yeah. that's why they didn't call it Discworld The Watch. Yeah, good point. Something like that. But still, it's we haven't had the perfect adaptation yet. We haven't had, no. like Harry Potter films were for the Harry Potter books, mm-hmm. we haven't had that. I'm, I'm just a bit sad. Especially because yeah. the cast was so good. I'd love to see them in a very accurate, beautifully done adaptation because I really do like them. Mm. So, yeah, that one, that was one I gave up on. That was my most disappointing one. Mm-hmm. Second most disappointing one is one that I'm surprised doesn't get mentioned very much. It has been posted about on the Staggering Stories Facebook group, but it's Intergalactic. Oh. And uh, I think I got halfway through episode three and I just couldn't go any further. Mm. It's interesting enough. Like It's basically a space cop ends up being framed for a crime and is put on a ship, which is then has a planned uh, escape. So these people kill most of the guards, take the ship and fly away. It's very grungy. It's very, Mm. it should be down my alley, but there's just a lot of it. The tone wasn't quite working for me. Other shows came out that I was more interested in and it just, I drifted from it, but it's something that came out last year and I started watching last year. So it's on the list. (laughs) Mm. It just wasn't the best version of a sci-fi show, but in some ways I'm glad that there are some, sci-fi projects that don't work for me that means that the genre is expanding in different directions it's not just because there was a period of time about a decade ago when stargate universe ended Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and we were all hungry for sci-fi but now i feel like it's popping up all over the place and some of it i've checked out some of it i rushed to like i'm really interested in foundation but i didn't rush to it Mm. but i know it's a larger scale quite grandiose sort of version of sci-fi prestige television (laughs) yeah that i mean it's on apple tv plus how could it not be prestige (laughs) i saw a um i saw a video recently where someone said everything on apple tv plus seems like a fake trailer for a fake show yes it 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 really does yeah so uh i don't know bit hit and miss i might get back to it but it's not one i'm prioritizing Another one, which the next two are ones that I'm very interested in, but I just haven't found the time because usually I spend the summer holidays watching a lot of stuff, Mm. but my current job had me working in the summer holidays, so I couldn't find the time. 
but it's the White Lotus, oh. okay. which is a a murder mystery comedy type thing, and I don't know, it's kind of very in your face humor, and some of it works, some of it doesn't. But I'm very interested in the cast, so that's what yes. drew me to it. I don't have much to say because I literally only saw two episodes, but mm-hmm. it's one that I want to keep going. It's not one that I just saw a few episodes on. And drifted from for the sake of other shows. I just need yep. to pin some time down to watch it. Interesting. And the same goes for the sec the next show that I'm mentioning, which is Solos, mm. which was Amazon Prime's show. Um, yep. Don't like Amazon Prime, but um, <laughs> I liked the first episode. I really did. Um, and I know Anthony Mackie's in the second one. Oh, cool. I'm really interested in that. But Anne Hathaway. It's just a treasure, and she did an excellent job in the first episode. Mm-hmm. It's yep. The concepts all sound like something I'm very interested in. So, again, when time is on my side, I'll be watching more of that. I really liked it so far. And then this one, just a little bit of context, because it's a, something new for me. But at Christmas time, my nephew came over, and he's gotten really into anime. Mm-hmm. And he recommended a few few things for me to watch um, because I've always slightly written off anime. No offense to any anime fans out there. I just, <laughs> yeah. it feels like a niche that you need to work to get into. And I feel like I've done that work. I'm into it now. <laughs> yeah. And I would describe what I'm about to talk about as the boys in animated form. Oh, I know which show you're talking about. Yes. All right. <laughs> Super Crooks. Yeah, Super Crooks, okay. Season one of Super Crooks, yeah. It's by someone who Sandro hasn't had uh, very many positive things to say (laughs) about, but this is one of his merits. He did a very good job with this show, I thought. I I quite liked it. Mm -hmm. It starts off the first episode. There are superheroes popping up all over the place. People are just developing powers, Mm -hmm. and there are these two friends where they're just hoping it happens to them. They hope they get powers, and eventually one of them does, and he's kind of... I don't know if he's bullied, but he's not popular. So mm. the popular kids always ignore him. Mm-hmm. And then he gets these powers and he thinks, hmm, I'm going to show off. And a bit of a spoiler for the first episode, but basically he gets the power of electricity and he can um, tamper with technology. He can overcharge things. He can zap its power. And uh, he also figured out how to levitate using, you know, change in um, gravitational fields sort of thing, using currents of electricity. Mm-hmm. And he goes to where all the kids are hanging out during summer, which is the pool, (laughs) the swimming pool. Mm -hmm. And he's hovering there and he's trying to get their attention. And then the most popular kid recognizes him and says, hang on, that's not any sort of new superhero. That's this kid. And he goes, no, no, that's not me. And he starts losing control of his powers to the point where he zaps everyone in the pool, which causes causes like a um, basically a dominoes effect of disaster. He ruins the day, kills a whole lot of people then has to run off, and then he realises maybe his calling is to be a supervillain. <laughs> so he robs, a, <laughs> robs an ATM and then goes into hiding, and then the rest of the show is set, I think, 20 years later. He, he, he was actually caught, and it starts then on the day of his release, and he's telling himself he'll, he'll go good again because he's got a girlfriend, he's in love, and wants to do the right thing, but it's so easy to make money as a crook, so he keeps it up. <laughs> and it's it's quite fun. Um, I, I quite enjoyed it. And there's one season so far, and I will be watching season two when it comes out. Very nice. Ooh. I think that was a spin-off of Jupiter's Legacy, which was the oh, was it? Like, live-action Mark Miller adaptation that I saw uh, half of. I, right. I saw half yeah. of it and was like, eh, this is fine. 
I didn't see any of it because the no. suits looked even cheesier than the CW suits. Oh, some, <laughs> somehow that show, like all the superhero stuff in it looks really bad. I don't know yes. what they did, but it, yeah, I completely agree. It looked like sky high. Yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> so that's my, my first chunk. Super Crooks came in at number 11. So mm-hmm. I'll hand over to whoever wants to go next. I think that'll be Adam then. If I'm Okay. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. My number 15 then, again, controversial perhaps, but uh, Hawkeye. Oh. From, <laughs> from those Marvel people. You're going to be surprised where that comes in my list. <laughs> <laughs> again, my Marvel journey, up until fairly recently, it was sort of 50-50 on whether I actually liked a film or not. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Wow. So only once we got to Guardians of the Galaxy and onwards from there... It is more hits than miss for me. Karen Gillan. <laughs> Not just that, but also the, the humour they brought in, which was yes. in Thor Ragnarok as well. and Yeah. It, it just seemed to come together at that point for me. So when you come back to these older characters who I didn't have much investment in, like Hawkeye. Oh, and he's had nothing to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, aside from a bad haircut. Yep. That's the main thing he had to do. Yeah, in Endgame. <laughs> yeah. So I, it wasn't a good, a good way to go into it. And he didn't, really redeem himself too much for me mm. i'm sure people yeah, who love the character love the series but for me yeah yeah mm-hmm. take it or leave it really yeah then at number 14 star wars visions oh yeah the animated uh oh. star wars adjacent thing speaking of anime yeah yeah i saw the first two or three i really should get back yeah. to it because each episode is so different different mm. style of visuals of writing Mm. Of how they reinterpret the Star Wars mythos, if you like. So mm. there's probably a whole bunch in there I would really like, but I wasn't taken with what I saw, unfortunately. But you can't win them all, can you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The 13 then is Solos, which Reese mentioned, I think. Mm. Quite a good series. Again, very Black Mirror like. Mm. Each episode is a, a little glimpse into the future, what, what could be. If technology yeah. goes a certain way. Uh, some really good episodes in there. Some, yeah, okay, episodes. It puts <laughs> it a bit further down, but definitely worth catching, I think. Mm-hmm. But you won't love every episode, I'm sure. Uh, number 12 is The Irregulars. Oh, yes. I heard about that because of you guys reviewing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nice concept mm. with this is basically the Victorian world. What if Sherlock Holmes's uh, street urchins had their own story? Mm. A great idea, but again, it fell into the trap of being a bit steampunky for for no good reason, just for the aesthetic, really. And <laughs> the story is overly complicated, again for no, for no good reason. It, yeah, it's not bad. So you know, being number twelve is not bad, but mm-hmm. it could have been better. And it's a shame it won't be able to flesh itself out or streamline itself because it got cancelled. It did. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that could have been something really rather great. Yeah, they got a second season. But mm. not to be. It kind of looked like class done right, what I saw. <laughs> it's the same sort of setup, right? Like a yeah. bunch of kids. Uh, yeah. I suppose so, yeah. And, and like class, I'm sure class, that got good well, towards the end. If that had a second season, that probably would have been quite good too. But After the cliffhanger of the final episode of class, I was like, I want to see this cult of weeping angels. Sure, why yeah. not? And then they never did anything with it. Never <laughs> did anything. Even Big Finish aren't allowed to go go there. Well, true. Yeah, they can only do season one stuff. Oddly, mm. another Marvel one for my number eleven. Then, for similar reasons, it's One Division. 
Mm-hmm. Now, I think that really will be controversial because I know a lot of people loved WandaVision. But again, for me, Wanda and Vision were never yeah. great characters. Yeah, that's fair. I never really got them. Mm. So, And the fact it took three episodes to actually get to the main story. <laughs> I nearly gave up after episode two. I, I really did. Yeah. In fact, I did. I came back later. That's what I loved, though, was the uh, different genres. I don't know. I, I'll discuss that when I talk about it, actually. I'll let you do your chunk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For, for me, it just felt felt like they were just treading water for the first couple. Yeah. Everything in the first two or really the first three could have been compressed down to one episode. Yeah. Would it have had such impact? Maybe not, but... It didn't really come alive until episode three and then particularly four for me. And yeah, it was yeah. coming on the back of Mandalorian, I think at roughly the same time, was it? Pretty much as soon as Mando finished it started. So I'd cancelled my subscription. So my sub ended after episode two. I didn't bother to extend it based on those two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, re- I remember you saying that. <laughs> yeah, well, I came back later, I did catch the rest of it, but uh, yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's my bottom five. Excellent. Uh, well, because it is a nerd podcast and people will be like, why didn't you mention this nerd thing? I'll mention a bunch <laughs> of stuff that doesn't quite make my list uh, before I jump right into it. Doctor yeah. Who, Flux, <gasps> not there. Right. It's actually quite low because I thought it was not bad. Frustrating is the word I use with Flux because I've wanted yeah. this season for so long mm. and just Chris Chibnall with his end of the world stories don't <laughs> work for me. Really don't. Yeah. And and also in in my mind they ruined the Weeping Angels the the, the oh. number one thing the number one rule when writing horror for me is never explain why your scary unknown villain is doing stuff and they did and they gave a Weeping Angel a voice and a character and I was like I hate this so okay Ooh. they've almost always had a voice though <laughs> I was just like ah ah. I don't know. I just, <laughs> I found a lot of flux, yeah, really frustrating. It probably doesn't help that I don't care about the Division storyline at all. No. But the acting was excellent mm-hmm. all throughout. Yeah. Particularly, you mentioned the Irregulars, um, the actor that played Belle was, was a real standout. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. She's fantastic. But yeah, yeah. despite my uh, dislike of flux, the New Year's special is probably the best episode of this era. So... <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm immediately back on the Doctor Who bandwagon after watching that. Right. Yeah. Okay. Be interesting what your view is next year. Yay, Chibnall's riding well again. Oh, it is going. <laughs> we'll see what happens, but yeah. I think for me, with Flux, I was so excited that we're finally getting a full season a that's just one story. story. Yeah. And yeah, it's not all bad. I loved the Sontaran episode. I thought that was really yeah, fun. Yeah, well, that was great. Mm. And there were some fun moments here and there. And it was very watchable as well, but I just, just, I don't know. I, I it's, it's not, it's not my thing. Has its problems. The writing, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I should mention Squid Game comes in just below my list as well. The reason why it's very crowd-pleasing, which mm-hmm. isn't a bad thing, except for the fact when they're trying to do twists and they telegraph what's going to happen 15 <laughs> minutes before it happens. Right. And yeah. I was just, like, I knew what was going to happen every single time. And I found that really, <laughs> really annoying. <laughs> like, right. They're trying to be like, which character's going to die? And I'm already in my head going, well, they've given that character screen time, so it's probably that one. <laughs> right. And then it happens, and I'm like, damn it, I predicted right. it again. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I think it's a fun idea. Um, I love that it became so popular. I love that this foreign uh, TV show was, like, the number yep. one show of the year. Yeah. Awesome. Good stuff. So, yeah, I think it, uh, it's a good show. 
check it out. I just found it. Yeah, crowd-pleasing is the word that I use because it's just exactly what everyone wanted. And I found that a little bit boring. <laughs> okay. Mm. Yeah. Didn't catch it. I don't see crowd-pleaser as a criticism because they're all supposed to be and sometimes they work sometimes they don't so. yeah <laughs> I don't but for a show that's also trying to be a satire and say something about society for one of a better, mm-hmm. uh, for one of a better term i don't think crowd pleasing is necessarily the way to go <laughs> yeah I suppose you shouldn't target what you're trying to criticize yeah. or point out yeah exactly. i get what you mean exactly like for example there's a movie in my top list that is the same sort of thing a satire mm. and was not crowd pleasing at all because mostly everyone hated it but i thought it was great so anyway um and then uh, yeah the falcon mm. and the winter soldier just narrowly misses out on my list as well um because oh, wow. i thought it was a little bit totally all over the place but number 15 goes to a netflix show called saturday morning all-star hits okay uh, which is Kyle Mooney from SNL. Um, he's, oh, yes. he's I'm a, I'm a b- big fan of his very uh, strange style of humor. It's his yes. show where it's it's kind of a parody slash throwback to like 80s cartoons and particularly <laughs> 80s cartoons with the framework of like two presenters introducing all the 80s cartoons. Right. It's really fun. The animation yeah. is terrible. And just makes it so much better. Deliberately so, do you think? Oh, 100% deliberately so. There's, like, rip-offs of, like, Arthur, of the Care Bears, <laughs> of uh, uh, the hero... What is it? Like, He-Man, and then also yep. um, Battle Animals or something. Thundercats. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Thundercats, that's it, that's it. All right, sure. And the, the thing is, though, they're all, like, weirdly dark and adult. Like, what, <laughs> the first cartoon just starts off with this dinosaur crying. <laughs> And you're like, oh, oh man. man. I'm the survivor. <laughs> <laughs> and as the show goes on and on as well, there's like this like true crime element where you see clips of the news and a celebrity's gone missing and <laughs> just like all these clues <laughs> and stuff kind of tie back into this weird like Saturday morning kids show. It's really fun. I highly recommend it. It's mm. probably a very niche style of humor, but I enjoyed it a lot. Hmm. Number 14, Love, Death, and Robots, Volume 2, anthology series ah, yeah. on Netflix. Much like Star Wars Visions, it's a bunch of different uh, like studios making mm. different stuff mm-hmm. and things. Uh, really great. There's one short with Michael B. Jordan that looks incredible. It looks photorealistic. It's amazing. Mm. So I, I had a lot of fun with that. Number 13, Dave, Season 2, which is the Lil Dicky sitcom. Uh, (laughs) comedic rapper Lil Dicky. He's got a TV show. It's pretty funny. It's pretty sad. It's mostly very well done. I enjoy it a lot, but I'm also a fan of the artist, so if you're not a fan of the artist, I don't know exactly Mm. how well it would work. I thought thought the first episode where they go to Korea was fantastic. Great satire on on some stuff. Uh, Yeah, just really fun. Not amazing, but but I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, Number Mm. 12... These are all mostly Netflix. That's pretty funny. Number 12 <laughs> is a miniseries called Brand New Cherry Flavor. Okay. Kind of horror. Of it's Rose Salazar. It's set in the 90s, and she's a filmmaker um, who goes to Hollywood, makes some bad deals, falls into a world of magic, kind of. Dark magic, <laughs> and has to try and figure out, yeah, the film industry and also magic stuff. And it's cool. It's cool. It's got a very 
uh, like funny but disturbing scene in it that really took me by surprise. Uh, it's it's got some fun body horror. It's mostly funny, not not scary. It's mostly there for the for the laughs, but there's some mm-hmm. pretty hard hitting stuff in there as well. It is mm-hmm. a mini series, which is weird because the ending doesn't feel like the ending to a mini series at all. And I think that's why it's a little mm. bit lower on my list. Even though I enjoyed how creative it was, it did feel like it just didn't really end. So, uh, yeah, brand new cherry flavor, pretty fun. And at number 11, I just finished watching this this morning, is uh, The Wheel of Time, season one. Oh, wow. Yeah. The long-awaited adaptation mm-hmm. of the 15-book-long uh, fantasy mm. series. And when you say 15 books, it's like the equivalent of three other books per book. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're yeah. huge books. They're massive. They're massive. With tiny print. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so small. I read, um, I think, the first half of the first book like eight years ago, and I was still really excited to see how they would do this show. And for the most part, it's really good. They've changed a lot, which mm-hmm. I think is going to alienate some fans. Mm. Yeah. I, the season's also very disjointed. It starts off way too fast-paced. And then it slows okay. right down at the end. Um, I think that's probably to give the characters more time to breathe because they don't really set up the characters at all at the start. But mm, yeah. yeah, it's a little bit disjointed, but I think it's it works really well. It looks great. Rosamund Pike as Moraine mm. is just perfect, oh. perfect casting. She's mm. incredible. There's an Australian actor in there as well as Egwene. She's excellent. Uh, and I think it's going to be a show that grows and grows. I know they've already filmed season two, or maybe they're filming season two right now, and I think it will just get better and better. The ending of season one, very different to the ending of the first novel from what I can tell, so I don't know if they're going to continue the books or if they're going to kind of do their own thing. They're doing 15 books in seven seasons, so they're probably going to have to change some stuff, I guess. Yeah. Good grief. But yeah, I recommend it to fantasy fans. If you're a fan of the book, go in with... Go in with an open, an open mind, mind, I guess. Yeah. Mm, I don't know the books at all, so maybe be a good way to watch it. <laughs> mm. Yeah. If you're not familiar with the books, I reckon it's yeah, it's just a great fantasy watch. It's just really good. Excellent. It's it's it's, it's Amazon, so it looks super expensive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm sure, it's, it was because it is surely. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Not as expensive as Lord of the Rings, though. Am I right? <laughs> And it also gave me a little bit of hope uh, for the Lord of the Rings show as well, because I wasn't yeah. really sure about where what direction that was going to go in. But a lot of the, d- the directors of this are working on that as well. And the action s- sequences in Wheel of Time are really solid. So I'm mm. excited to see what they do with Lord of the Rings this year. But yeah. back over to Reese. Your second chunk, please, sir. My second, my second <laughs> chunk, you say? <laughs> All right, at number 10, we have another anime, which... <coughs> It's kind of funny. I watched it. I don't want to sound uh, all parochial or anything like that, but I watched it because it's set in Australia. Oh. Yeah. It's called Pacific Rim, The Black. Oh, yes, it is. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a uh, spin-off of, the, of Pacific Rim. Yep. It's got a reference to a few characters in it, but it's basically uh, Australia is <laughs> an apocalypse zone, basically. It's mm-hmm. a disaster. It's the story of these two siblings whose parents were Jaeger pilots, and eventually they go missing and they're left with a, a group of survivors in a bit of an oasis, which the landscape doesn't particularly feel incredibly Australian, but whatever. It's, <laughs> it's a nice touch that it's set here. Yeah. And the, the Australians they get, most of them are that really stereotypical Hollywood, oh, good eye, here you go. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Most of them, except for the main 
Well, what are the two main um, antagonists? He's a very straight-laced Aussie accent. It's pretty good. Probably a natural Australian actor, which would be good. <laughs> but it, it's quite fun. It, there's not too much to say about it. it. It ends on a bit of a cliffhanger, which is fascinating. But it's if you're into big kaiju versus Jaeger fights, mm-hmm. it's not too long. I think it was only six episodes. but okay. So it chugged along at a good pace. And the characters are quite interesting. So if you're interested in that sort of thing... I'd recommend it, and I'm definitely going to check out season two. And then one more animated thing. I think the last, yeah, the last animated thing on my list is Marvel's What If. Yeah. Oh, yeah. At number nine. Some really interesting stuff in there. Um, I preferred the the ones that didn't basically go out on their own and tell a news story, even though I get why they did. Mm-hmm. But I liked I liked the first episode in particular because it was okay. literally a What If version of the first Avenger, the the Captain America movie, the first yeah. Avenger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I liked seeing Captain Britain. Well, yeah, not she's called that, but yeah. <laughs> or whatever it is. No, they didn't call it that there. but Captain Carter, yeah. Captain Carter, that's right. No, Captain Britain is a, a, a whole separate character. Yeah. There are so many characters, guys. I know. <laughs> too many. <laughs> <laughs> no, I enjoyed seeing Captain Carter. And, and so I think I have a preference when you do literally a what-if sort of show, because they aren't the only... Uh, franchise to do this sort of thing. I like it when it is a different version of a previously seen story. Mm. Although it was a little on the nose where Bucky goes, geez, I almost lost my arm. (laughs) (laughs) I rolled my eyes at that, but I I do prefer it when you do almost see a character lose their arm when they're supposed to. But having said that, I did enjoy the final episode too, where they had their own version of the Avengers kind of assembled. So Mm. that was really good. And the Doctor Strange episode was one of the first animated things to get me really emotional okay it's quite rare but really the things that do previously were the movie up right and the movie coco which are both Mm -hmm. uh no wait one of them is dreamworks one of them's disney anyway they're both very good and the doctor strange one got me quite emotional to be honest it was Mm. it was a tragedy and a large-scale tragedy Mm. done very well Number eight is one I finished this week, is uh, Lock and Key Season 2. Ah, yes. Oh, yes. Better than Season 1 in my book. Wow, okay. I quite liked Season 1. This had a better pace for me. It took two or three episodes to get going, but I was actually able to sit through the last few episodes, and the pace maintained very well. Whereas the first season, I felt like two episodes would go hand in hand really well, and then a third episode would drag, and then it kind of did that. It ebbed and flowed a bit too much for me, but yeah. mm. uh, this was good. It did fail the was I paying attention test, right. as I told Sandro. Mm-hmm. I mean, you texted me while, while I was watching, watching it. it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I was actually saying sometimes, oh, wow, this is really good. Yeah. Um, so definitely better than the first season on the whole for me. I think the concept... I don't know. They played a recap, which was like five minutes long. Yeah. And you did kind of need that because season one got a bit too convoluted. But season two, I think, maintained the basic concept of the show better than season one. And that that was really interesting to watch. And I was kind of going, oh, they could use that key against that problem they need to solve. And I preferred that to kind of coming out of left field. So yeah. That Which is better. kind of a shame because they've already adapted most of the material in season yeah. one. So it's a shame that they've got to, you know, make new stuff for season two and that's when the show gets better. But I'm glad mm. that it is good because I will probably watch it now that you've said that. And the acting is much better too. Yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> okay. I used to roll my eyes at Kinsey and, oh, I've forgotten his name, the older brother. I used to roll my eyes at those two, but 
they've gotten much better this time around. They're actually really good. Excellent. They've had acting lessons. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> um, and then my lowest rated uh, live action Marvel show. Oh, yeah. At number seven mm-hmm. is Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah, right. Uh, I'm very much a fan of the Captain America side of things in the Marvel yeah. Universe, especially the Russo Brothers films. Mm. Uh, the Winter Soldier, the film, not the mm. character, is still up there as one of my favorites. It just really? chugs along at a great pace. Mm-hmm. The score for me is excellent. Yeah. I liked it because it was... This term is so overused. But it was a gritty, realistic take on it. <laughs> it was, it was, it felt like an espionage film married perfectly with a superhero mm-hmm. genre, and that it breathed, it breathed life into Captain America for me because I thought he was a little bit too. <laughs> Every time I saw him, I just imagined Alan Silvestri's dun da da dun dun dun, <laughs> which was his theme from the first film that he was in, and yeah. it was just, it was really on the nose, and they played that up ever since then, where. He's expected to be that, but Steve Rogers really didn't feel that way. Yeah. So I quite like Captain America for that sake. And this show maintained that tone for me and also mm-hmm. production style with the shaky cam and, mm-hmm. the, and the rather desaturated look. Mm. I quite liked that. And so I was really invested in which way it would go as well because I did quite like Captain America, who was going to replace him. But I also thought it was really obvious because... I don't want to get too political, but the tone was just calling for it in the direction that the MCU has been going for and the way the world has been going. Mm. I think there would have been a bit bit of a backlash if, spoilers, the white guy had become Captain America again. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But I do really appreciate beautiful scenes like the one where Bucky basically says that. And he also says, but I didn't realize that it, it would be such a big deal for a white guy to give the black guy the shield. And there was a really, that was a powerful scene for me. So I personally really enjoyed it, but I can't deny it is the lowest rated live action Marvel show on my Mm -hmm. list. So there were teething issues, but again, I I like the cast. I like um, the villain coming back. Oh, uh, Daniel Brühl. Daniel Brühl. Yes. yes. I love, I love him as an actor. Yeah. I didn't know. I don't know if I liked what they did with, uh, the female character who also returned, but I've forgotten yeah. her name, so that says a lot. I don't know if I like what they did with her. Agent forty three or something. Forty three. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It'll be it'll be interesting to see where that goes. I think. Yeah, they're clearly yeah. setting up. It will. It's going to tie into the Dark Avengers thing a lot, I'm sure. Yeah. And then number six is one that I bet Adam hasn't heard of, and maybe even Sandra might not have done. Oh. It's called Wakefield. No. You're right. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> And it's set in a psychiatric ward, or not not ward, hospital, in the Blue Mountains in New South Wales. And it's based on the experience of the creator, who actually had her own experience there. And it's it's kind of like a bit of a mystery that unfolds. And it's very much an ensemble cast kind of thing, where each episode almost focuses on each patient. And then in the end, they tie into into each other in a really special, kind of really dynamic kind of way. And it's just very dramatic. It's frankly quite triggering. So just try and imagine the sort of uh, people you might have in a Mm -hmm. hospital like that. And so if you you are sensitive to mental health discussions and maybe breakdowns and discussion of suicide and things like that, definitely be aware. I'd actually look up a review and see potentially what it's got listed in there. Because I might be unaware of something that's particularly triggering to someone who's had similar experiences. Mm. So just Mm. do a bit of research. But I do recommend... Watching Wakefield, it's 
in Australia, it's available on iView for free, but I don't know about the rest of the world, but maybe a VPN would let you access that. Mm. Uh, yeah, you need a, you, you need an ABC account to watch iView now. Oh, that's true. But they're free as well. Those yeah, accounts free, are free so as well. Sure. Yeah. And the BBC will be free soon too without the, uh, no, <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, it's, I don't know how to describe it other than very powerful, very well acted. Awesome. A lot of great Australian uh, faces in it. I think that's mm-hmm. one of the things I got a kick about is seeing people like Sam Smith in it. And maybe that's more of a local reference, <laughs> like unknown Australian actors getting a, a break yeah, is a good thing. Yeah, it's good. But yeah, very powerful show. Definitely recommend number six. And that's the end of chunk number two for me. So over to Adam. Chunk two. Right then, in at number ten, it's Netflix uh, with Midnight Mass. Ah. Which is the latest in uh, a line of... The Haunted trilogy. Yeah. I mean, series. (laughs) They're not blood and guts sort of horror, though there's a bit of blood. But it's much more psychological horror. Uh, the same guy that did um, Hill House and yes. that, that stuff. Yep. Uh, and Blind Manor. Yeah, exactly. Well, one episode of Blind Manor. Which is why Blind <laughs> oh, Manor wasn't okay. as good. <laughs> ah, okay. Lots of the same cast, apparently, although I've not seen either of those. Mm. Really good, although it's the actual main storyline is a bit of a hackneyed old trope, but the way they do it is so good. Mm. You've This group of people on this isolated island who, to soft New England, somewhere like that, go to the mainland occasionally. One has come back after doing time and finds things have changed a bit. There's a new priest who is sort of the centre of this community. And, mm-hmm. yeah, everything starts to descend into, into madness, literally. Uh, yeah, really good. Mm. Number nine, then, over to Disney+. Plus. It's Marvel's What If. Mm. Also number nine for me. Mm. Interesting. As you said, uh, a bit hit or miss, although... Yeah. Generally, rather good. Particularly yeah, the first yes. two for me. Okay. Yeah, the Captain Marvel one was great. Not Captain Marvel, Captain Carter, rather. <laughs> yeah. She didn't turn out much in Captain Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the second one with T'Challa. Yeah. Was really oh, good, right. I thought. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> Some very funny stuff with uh, yeah. with Thanos. and. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was great. <laughs> Having thought about that, I think it depends on which part of the MCU you're most invested in because you yeah. really like Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, yeah, the more cosmic stuff. Yeah. yeah. Although I really loved, loved that first episode, oddly. Although I'm not a great fan of Captain America the First Avenger, seeing it True. redone with Peggy Carter. Yeah. was great and fun. Hell yeah, well. <laughs> yeah. Well, indeed. She was great. Yeah. And altogether, generally a joy. Uh, I don't think there's really a, a bad one amongst them. Um, I didn't like the Killmonger one. I didn't like that mm. one. Uh, but that's just personal, I think. Yeah, it felt a bit... I don't know. They couldn't have predicted anything bad would happen, but it felt a bit tactless and tasteless. <laughs> like, it felt like it was very much disregarding a lot of very respectfully set-up culture and then throwing it out the window mm. with the Wakandan stuff. Yeah. But at, at least for okay. me. I don't know. That's I can see just that. how yeah. I felt. Okay, yeah, maybe, maybe. Thor being an only child was a good one, too. <laughs> that was very funny. <laughs> that, that was funny, yeah. yeah. That was like a Looney Tunes, like a half-hour-long Looney Tunes short. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do feel sorry for people who like the Marvel Zombies comics, because I actually wasn't very impressed with that episode, and I wonder if... It's nothing like the comics at yeah. all. That oh, got me a little okay. bit annoyed, but I enjoyed the yeah, episode okay. as a no. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. 
It was yeah, okay. There are definitely some that are weaker than others. I would I would agree that the, the zombie yeah. one, the killmonger, are probably the bottom of the barrel. Mm. But even they were good fun in their own yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. they were. Yeah. Bang, 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 bang from Happy. <laughs> yeah. Interesting where they go with season two. Uh, number eight, cancelled before it really got going, is Cowboy Bebop, the live mm. action. Mm. I can't believe they cancelled it already. I didn't even hear it initially. Yeah. What the hell? I'm happy to hear you've got it high, in high regard because a lot of people didn't like it. Yeah. yeah. I haven't seen it because I'm still watching the anime, but I, I really want to love it, so I'm glad that it's mm. on your list. I'm really glad. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen much. I saw the first episode or two of the anime. Yeah. And I say I've, I've had trouble with anime. I don't really know why. But the live action version, it seemed to have taken everything that was great about the anime here and just brought it into live action mm. Uh, mm. great cast I thought really colourful, really fun uh, some great set pieces uh, I'll see the that iconic s- soundtrack and score oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I really liked it, so real shame they're not going to continue doing that but mm. it didn't do well at all from what I gather no, but sadly not there we go Something which has been renewed, and I think it's already started, is uh, Superman and Lois. Oh, yeah. Huh. Oddly, the BBC have picked this up. Yeah, I saw that. Huh. They're not generally ones for American imports these days. No. Yeah, that's it. That's interesting. But back in the, the 90s, they had a big thing of having um, Lois and Clark, New Adventures, Superman, or whatever. That was at their, mm-hmm. their Doctor Who on Saturdays at the time. Oh. And they've tried to do the same thing with, with this for some reason. But... Interesting. It's really quite good. Yeah. I'm frankly amazed to hear that it's so high on your list specifically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I really liked Supergirl, its first couple of seasons or so. Yeah, 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 yeah definitely. I really like Supergirl, just her. <laughs> well, indeed. Uh, <laughs> she Definitely, she was a great uh, central character. Um, mm. Yeah. And I did like it when they brought in Superman in that. I thought yeah. he was... He was excellent. In many ways, a, a better Superman than they'd done on big screen for a while not that they got anything against Henry Cavill or his interpretation no, that's what they did with him yes mm. but now to have this guy get his own series and it is so distinct from the Arrowverse I think it it, it really works yeah because it's good <laughs> no sorry <laughs> <laughs> it, it stayed up on the hill while everything else went downhill yeah, <laughs> yeah. well I, I've heard that Legends is still good I'll, I'll take people's word for it <laughs> Uh, somehow, Legends of Tomorrow has come out on top. Arrow made the wise choice uh, of leaving after redeeming itself. Yeah. And the rest, I'm not sure, because um, there's too much of it to watch. I'll never watch it. <laughs> I'll never go back to any there's of it. It's just too much of it. <laughs> yeah. It's a real shame. Yeah. But Superman and Lewis, at least for now, is good. Whether it yeah, will excellent. stay that way, probably mm. not. But yeah. We'll see. <laughs> and then at number six, then, is Invincible. Mm-hmm. Which uh Oh okay, yeah. Uh that Miller guy, isn't it? Uh no that that is Robert Kirkman actually, the Walking Dead. Oh guy. is it Kirkman, oh, sorry, you're right, okay. it is Robert Kirkman. And that has been renewed, isn't it? So this is obviously it's an animated version of the original comics, which I don't know at all. And it is very bloody adult in, in its own way, although in a slightly um childish sort of adult way, you know. Mm. <laughs> but it's really good fun. They've taken the superhero genre and, again, as, as is a bit of a, a fad at the moment, they've, they've taken it down to earth. Yeah. What would it be like in the <laughs> real world? Is, mm. you know, everybody's doing that these days. But, but this is a good interpretation of that, 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 that overused trope. 
I bet they're doing that because it saves money. <laughs> well, it's animated, so they can do what they like, but uh, yeah. True. But it's good, although not one for the kids. No. No. <laughs> From what I've heard, no. Absolutely not. <laughs> A Robert Kirkman show is not one for the kids? What? Whoa. Yeah. 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 No zombies, I'm afraid. No. Oh, good. Well, I watch it. probably thankfully. Walking Dead. <laughs> Oof. Oof. <laughs> I'm glad I jumped off that train. <laughs> All right. Then I guess I'll do my second chunk. Yeah. Kicking it off with a comic book adaptation that I, like, when it was announced, I was like, that's a very dark and very stylized comic book for Netflix and Robert Downey Jr. and his wife to adapt. And then I saw the trailer and I went, whoa, oh. they changed everything it's very light this seems like a wholesome drama and then i watched it and i was like it's somewhere in the middle and i think this is great uh sweet tooth indeed season one Mm -hmm. sweet tooth so good the comic so sad such a sad comic oh my really okay that comic really sad really depressing the tv show finds a great middle ground i think between being more wholesome than the comic but also carrying across some of those darker elements it's just it's really good it's really good great acting um particularly yeah. when your lead is meant to be like t- t- 10 11 ish and the mm. the kid they cast for the lead fantastic the guy that, that they cast for Tommy, uh, the guy that he goes on this journey with, fantastic. Yep. If you are unfamiliar with it, it's like this mutant post-apocalyptic world where all the kids become hybrids with, with animals. And mm. one of the kids is like a cross between a kid and a deer, and he loves chocolate. And he goes out on this <laughs> wide adventure into the post-apocalyptic world with this guy. He's a bit mysterious. Uh, he, he's a bit violent. And you're like, what's going on here? There's some dark stuff going on. There's some wholesome stuff going on. It's just really, really solid. I enjoyed it a lot. I would highly recommend it. Um, but if you are a, a fan of the comic, it, 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 is, it is a lot lighter. But I don't think that's a bad thing. Unlike Lock and Key which was lighter, and I think it was worse off for it, I think this might actually yeah. be better off for being a bit lighter. Oh, okay. Really, really fun. Because if this was dark, I like that's not enjoyable for anyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The thing is, there's a difference between lighter and deliberately trying to make it a family show. Yeah. And the source material really isn't, and I think that's what Lock and Key suffered from. Was, yeah. Sounds like that Sweet Tooth rides the balance a bit better. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Uh, yeah, yep. highly recommend it. It's good stuff. Um, number nine goes to another miniseries, uh, a Stephen King adaptation of Lysi's story. Bit of a controversial mm. one when it dropped. It's got a very mixed response. You either love it or you hate it. I read the book just before watching it, and it's a very weird book. I had no idea what was going on for about 200 pages of it. And <laughs> then for the rest of the... I think it's 700 pages long. It's a very long book. Wow. For the rest of it, I really enjoyed it. But it, I the whole time I was like, how are they going to adapt this? It's very odd. It's very all over the place. Timeline is, is completely all over the place. It's very... Visually intensive, so I wasn't sure how they were going to do it. But then I saw every episode is directed by Pablo Larin, who also directed one of my favorite movies of the year, Spencer, um, the uh, Princess Diana movie. Yeah. So uh, immediately I was like, perfect. He understands visuals. This is going to be really good. And I really enjoyed it. I think it's really, really cool. Again, uh, just like the book, you probably will have no idea what's going on for the first half. (laughs) (laughs) You might be worse off for not having read it. But mm. I can't say if it stands well on its own. I assume it doesn't. That's why it got quite a negative response upon release. Yeah. Oh. Because a lot of people probably didn't read it. 
but I think it's really solid. Uh, I I don't really want to go into what it's about because, again, you don't know what it's about for the first yeah half of it. But yeah, it's really re- really good. It's a pretty cool Stephen King story, and I think it's a really cool Stephen King adaptation. Uh, and Dan DeHaan's really good in it. It's good to see him in something again where I'm not like, what are you doing? <laughs> <Dan> <laughs> Number eight goes to I Think You Should Leave with Tim Robinson. Season two, continuing to be one of the best sketch shows out right now. Uh, I Think You Should Leave is this sketch mm. show. Uh, I think it's like executively produced by the, Lo- the Lonely Island, um, but it's all about this guy, Tim Robinson, who was like an SNL writer for a while. Uh, and now he's got his own show and it is it is so good. It is so funny. Mm. So many iconic lines. Uh, just watch it. That's my recommendation. Just watch it. <laughs> it. It is a bit in that like absurdist off the wall style of comedy, same as Saturday morning all-star hits. Uh, so it's not for everyone, but if you give it time, I, I'm, I'm sure you'll love it. It's very fun. Mm. It's, it's really good. Number seven, first Marvel show that I've actually mentioned, uh, aside from Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which just barely made the list. Also, what if barely made the list as well i should mention that that's an honorable mention <laughs> number seven uh yeah wandavision wandavision i loved it for like from the start i'm a big fan of like old sitcoms as well i grew up watching <laughs> them i haven't gone back to watch them because they definitely don't hold up but i enjoyed watching them when i was younger and so i really, really liked seeing this uh yeah What's the word? I don't know, like homage to them. I love the first yeah, episode in particular yeah. because they completely recreated how they used to make those shows. Just just down to like the wires being obvious and everything like that. Yeah. So much fun. Uh, I, I, I don't know how that works in terms of the universe that it's obvious that the powers of wires now that I think about it. Mm-hmm. Hmm. A bit universe breaking. <laughs> but anyway, I loved it. Yeah. I loved the, the slow burn. Yes, being weekly yeah. might have not necessarily been a mistake, no, I, I prefer weekly to everything. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> but I but I think like this show, just like Mandalorian, did a really good job of capturing everyone talking about it every week. Um, which we'll talk about some other Marvel shows that didn't quite do that, uh, despite mm. I think them being better shows. Mm. Um they might have worked <laughs> not being weekly. I don't know. <laughs> but Maybe. I think WandaVision, uh yeah. Really cool, really inventive. I love the characters that they brought back. Uh what's her name? Darcy? Yeah. yeah. It's good to see her again. It was, yeah. Because uh, everything from, like, Thor The Dark World has just kind of been forgotten. And yes, not a great movie, but <laughs> no. a lot of great <laughs> characters and performances. So I'm glad that those characters are kind of coming back. My thing with Division and the reason why it is a bit lower, is that ending just didn't work for me at all. <laughs> just a giant laser battle in the sky after quite a psychological show fell off. I, I would have preferred... Yeah anything else i think but what else are you going to get when that's their superpowers well <laughs> it's tricky isn't it like the ending of loki yeah. just talking for- <laughs> hey, well yeah yeah i don't know <laughs> Time episode. <laughs> i don't know i i would have preferred something a bit more i guess visually interesting maybe like a doctor strange battle rather than them just kind of flying around and throwing hexes at each other I don't know. It's a bit Arrowverse. <laughs> but I think it I think it was solid for the most part. Like all the way up mm. until that ending. And that, that ending episode still has amazing stuff in it. Like the whole ending with the vision, I think, is excellent. Um Evan Peters. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how I feel about it. Ask me in five years. <laughs> that was the biggest troll in the world and I loved it. <laughs> oh, oh, and also the the fact that uh Paul Bettany, Paul Bettany. the interview yes. that he gave. 
I get to work with an actor I've wanted to work with all my life. Yeah, and it's just himself. He's in a scene with himself. <laughs> <laughs> that was excellent. I love that. Um, part of me is like, Marvel should never let that happen again. Part of oh, me is also like, should. Marvel should let that happen every single time. <laughs> because yes. it was so funny. Yes. Uh, so, so yeah, I think Wonder Vision was um, was a lot of fun. A couple of missed mm. opportunities here and there, and also probably the best song, the best original song of oh, the Oh God, year. yes. <laughs> yeah. Really? And then yeah. <laughs> <laughs> number six to wrap up the chunk. <laughs> just like Lysi's story, a bit of a horror TV show Ooh. that was mixed on Ooh. drop. In fact, I have heard no one talk about this show. Oh. I thought it was really good. It's on Amazon. Uh, it's called Them. The first season of Them. I saw it, I saw the poster, and I was like, this looks really interesting. So I put it on, and I just, I I really enjoyed it from the get-go. It's about uh, this black family. They move to a all-white Los Angeles uh, neighborhood. I think it's during the mid-50s. Turns out, all the white people are racist. Um, And... No shit. (laughs) Yeah. And it's this psychological horror. It takes place over 10 days. Uh, Most of the time, one episode is one day, aside from a couple time jumps and a couple flashback episodes. And yeah, it's this psychological horror where they're they're tormented, not only by their white neighbors, but also by potentially supernatural elements as well. That you're not sure if they're in their head or not. There's this one really striking part of the show where there's this demonic like minstrel haunting the dad (laughs) and comes out of the tv it's really disturbing the makeup's great the acting is excellent and of course alison pill's in it playing a racist housewife and it's alison Mm -hmm. pill and she's great um her storyline goes in some weird directions but i enjoyed it a lot apparently it's going to be a anthology series so i don't know uh, what they're doing with season two. I don't know if they're even doing it. It's Amazon. They seem to be review, uh, renewing a lot more shows than any other streaming service. So I hope it comes back. Well, they've got the money for it. Yeah. Um, oh, oh, and there's like this, uh, and there's some flashback episodes as well that are really, really hard hitting. There's one set in like the wild West that was all black and white, four, three aspect ratio. I'm like, I love this. Oh, wow. um, mm. And and yeah, Wonder Vision. Re- really cool, really good stuff. I don't know why it got such mixed responses because I think it's really good. I, I haven't watched Excellent. any reviews for it. So maybe I'm missing something. I don't know, but I thought it was really solid. Um, as soon as I saw the poster, I thought, was it a spinoff of Us, which was the Jordan Peele movie? Mm. I did get yeah. that vibe from that, yeah. from that initial poster yeah. as well. Uh, yeah, really good. And, and of course, you know, my favorite sort of horror is psychological is tension building. And this does yeah. that. No jump scares, which, you know, if you like jump scares, that's fine. I, I like a good old jump scare every, every now and then, but they're, <laughs> they're cheap. They're, they're cheap. They're there yeah. to make you go, ah, and trick you into thinking that a not scary movie is actually scary. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. This is all about that tension and building it. And, and, oh, the soundtrack as well. The ending of the first episode, the soundtrack just, oh, oh. Excellent. It's good. It's good. Good. I can't talk about it because this is a spoiler, but it's great. It's great. It's really good. (laughs) I would recommend it. It's on Amazon. Them. Um, Even if you're not much a fan of horror, although it is quite supernatural, so maybe I shouldn't recommend it to people who don't like horror. (laughs) I don't know. Check it out. It's good stuff. (laughs) Number six is them. Back over to you, Reese. for your final chunk. Yeah, I don't know whether to do 
my honourable mention now or to save it until after my list. I'll do it now. Okay. Basically, I've seen the first two episodes of Dickinson because I mm-hmm. watched Hawkeye and I really like Haley Steinfeld now and I wanted to see everything she's in. It's pretty good. <laughs> it's a great reason. It's a great reason to watch it. it it's a good reason. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I watched it. <laughs> it's a good reason. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan now of Haley Steinfeld. And Dickinson's okay. It's a period drama, but they put a lot of modern music and they film it sometimes like modern family as well with <laughs> yeah. a shaky cam yeah, which is kind of funny <laughs> okay. it, yeah I, I do need to get over my distaste of modern yeah. aspects to a period drama but because Haley Steinfeld gets to do brilliant comedy performances in it mm. I want to see that because I like actors being given a chance to do mm. things they don't normally do. The way really. I look at it as well is like, if Emily Dickinson was to watch this, would she think it's good? And I think she would appreciate it. I think so. They just made it just all out modern. <laughs> I think Emily Dickinson would be a fan. Yes, I think so. <laughs> Plus it turns out Hayley Steinfeld is a producer on it. Ah, and I respect ooh. that a lot. So that's really that's cool. cool. Yeah. Uh, speaking of actors being a chance, uh, being given a chance to do something they don't normally do. Number five is Doctor Who, and Jodie Whittaker got to play the Doctor this season. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she was great. She was great. In it. Yeah, the writing has caught up with how good she is. <laughs> it's a mixed bag, this one, because I really liked it compared to everything else Chibnall has done for the show. Okay. Yeah. I appreciate that we got any episodes at all during COVID times, but yeah, true. was it six episodes? Yeah. Not sure if it was enough to do what they were doing. No. But also maybe... No. I'm not sure. Some aspects felt like it could have been done sooner. Like the Flux story could have almost just been a two-parter. Yeah. And then you had standard episodes. But I also did like that there was an ongoing thing through it as well. Like it's an odd mix, really, mm. for a for one of those serialized stories. But having said that, I did think it was great. Mm. Yeah. I saw it the day I went to watch uh, the first episode... Mm. I did happen to see a bit of publicity for it. And yeah. Chris Chibnall said, I mean, in the first episode, I end the universe. And I'm like, you mean the final episode, right? And no, lo and behold, in the first episode, he pretty much ended yeah. the universe. Yeah, pretty <laughs> yeah. much. And by the universe, we, we mean the fan base, everyone hating on, on it online. <laughs> he ended that. <laughs> but then episode two, I thought that would, I would have loved to have gotten a bit more in that world where, oh, what's his name? I've forgotten his name, but the villain, the guy who I thought was Paul Bettany, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, it was no. Paul Bettany, this is true. A swarm. Yeah, Swarm, yeah. when he was teasing the Doctor and you could see the black and white world, yeah. but Swarm and Azura was in, were in colour. I wanted a bit mm. more in that that realm. We didn't get very much, mm. but, you know, we suddenly flat snapped to that and I thought potentially there'd be more. But that's my only major letdown. The rest of it I thought was great. Kevin McNally had a great run in a, oh, two yeah. or three episodes. He was great. Dan has been an awesome companion. <laughs> yeah, I really like that. And they picked up another new companion, Yaz. Oh, wait, hang on. No, she was given <laughs> something to do. Yeah, Yaz was good, especially in the New Year's episode. When oh, yeah. There was finally a bit of progression with certain dynamic between certain characters. Awesome. I won't go into that because technically that's this year, but whatever. Mm-hmm. I watched that episode and went, how dare you tease this in the third last episode of this run? (laughs) I know, of these characters, probably. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's uh, it was good. I liked it. I think the strongest run of episodes of this era, like there were some definitely standout episodes of the last two seasons. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But in terms of consecutively good, this has been excellent for me. That's true. It was very, um, 
consistent. Yes. And I'll move on to my next show, which was mm-hmm. the best season of Doctor Who we've had in a while, Loki. <laughs> I've been using that line all year. I just had to say it again. Yeah, it's good. It's a good one. Yeah, Loki, this is probably low on some people's lists compared nope. to the other Marvel shows, but for nope. me, no, it's not. It's high on my list. <laughs> no, what I mean is it's low for all the Marvel shows we got because I've got two other Marvel shows ahead oh, of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Uh, but yeah, number four in my list in general is Loki. It was great. Uh, Tom Hiddleston mm-hmm. is great. Mm-hmm. I've never I never disliked Loki. He's always been excellent. He's always breathed life into the scenes that he's in. But I was sceptical of having him having a series. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why, but... And they made it work very well. And uh, I've forgotten the female variant's name, but she Sylvie. was excellent as well. Sylvie, that's it. That's it, yeah, yeah. The way they played off each other was excellent. The tease for what's to come, spectacular. Like, this was... This is like Day of the Doctor where it feels like it changed everything but also didn't change much as well. Like the tone could stay the same but it opened up so many possibilities. Mm -hmm. Yeah, really good stuff. I do have my problems with the last episode being too dialogue heavy but not because the dialogue was bad or badly delivered but I said it in our review. I would have loved it if they'd done what Thanos did in Mm. Infinity War where he used the reality gem to demonstrate what Titan... Went from when it was devastated. Yeah, agreed. Mm. I just a bit of visual representation of what Kang was talking about beyond that statue on the desk would have been nice. See, yeah, yeah. see, you mean, yeah. But having said that, the performances were excellent. That scene still works very well, but my preference would have been something like that. Mm. And overall, excellent show, especially that one shot in episode four with the destruction going oh, on yeah. and they were running along, and they even managed during COVID to have quite a few actors in that scene. And I just, I thought that was great. That was yeah. really good. Uh, number three for me is WandaVision. Mm-hmm. Mm. I could definitely see where you're coming from, Adam, where the overall story took its time get, getting going. But I agree with Sandro that I liked that each episode really did work to be faithful to a different era of TV comedy. Of, yeah. a rom-com, yeah. of a rom-com, of a sitcom. I, I suppose that's part of my problem is I don't care for period American <laughs> yeah. sitcoms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't care for the sitcoms either, but I liked the effort put into each episode. Yeah. And I loved the the town uh, talent show <laughs> where Paul Bettany got to act drunk. I, I really enjoyed <laughs> that. There were a couple of funny moments, definitely. Yeah. And it came out, I think, around the time... No, long before that, actually. But anyway, I started thinking, you know, when Jody eventually goes, I want Paul to play the Doctor. And mm. it was because of that episode. He just he has the, the comedy. And we could see his actual face as opposed to a purple True. face. <laughs> vision. And I really I, I enjoyed his performance in that. And I thought, yeah, that's Doctor-ish. Yeah. I like that. I'd have him as the Doctor. I'd love that. That'd be really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I really invested in this. And the same applies for similar reasons to the next show I'll mention, but this is when some obscure comics that I've actually read started uh, <laughs> being referenced oh. and not so obscure. Yes, it's starting to pay off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I've read The House of M, which is yeah. very similar yeah. to this, where Wanda has lost vision, creates her own world. It doesn't end the same way in this show, but mm. I was kind of going, ah, oh, that is a reference to House of M. That's really cool. Mm. So I, I, I don't know if I'm appreciating it more from that point of view as well as what was going on on screen but i also quite liked it plus also when rambo reappeared we saw the other side monica rambo we saw the other side of uh 
the snap or the blip, yep. as it's called. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, which we see a little bit more in Hawkeye as well. Yes. Speaking of which, may as well move on to that. Number two is Hawkeye. Excellent. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I know that's quite highly ranked compared to your ranking, but uh, yeah. this just really worked for me on so many levels. Really? Partly because I've read the first two issues of a Kate Bishop Hawkeye run. Yep. She is a brilliant character. Mm. I've also read the first issues of Matt Faction's mm. My Life is a Weapon, which is a Clint Barton Hawkeye run incredible run mm. incredible comic oh mate you just everyone read that please <laughs> yes yes it's mm. one of those standout series of comics where it just stands the test of time it gives the gives this character a lot more to do than the mcu has given him to do <laughs> yeah not hard and they finally gave him a sh- no not hard at all and they finally <laughs> given him a show i think that's another reason why i liked it i finally like hawkeye yeah. a lot yeah. <laughs> like yeah he was there and he wasn't bad but I like him a lot in this. There was a lot of emotional payoff, mm. more so than I expected. I think this show is the one that took me the most by surprise. Yeah. I was expecting lightweight, holiday fun, like seasonal festive fun, but it had so much more in it. There were emotional scenes where they paid tribute to Black Widow, which I mm-hmm. <laughs> greatly appreciated. <laughs> it gave Hawkeye much more of an emotional story. Jeremy Renner, excellent portraying those emotional scenes. And Kate Bishop, who I always thought of as more snarky, also just the scenes between them. I'm thinking specifically when she asks about, it goes from being a bit of fun holiday stuff to what was the best shot you ever took? And he kind of like uh, ambiguously says the one I didn't take. And she's like, well, what do you mean by that? (laughs) And like, it goes from being funny to really well acted, really emotional. And then, and I'm going to say spoilers, although I'm sure everyone knows, Hmm. Towards the end, we get bloody Kingpin back. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was great. We had a couple of those characters returned on me recently. Yeah. yeah, at the same time as other stuff going on elsewhere, which is mm. really interesting. Mm-hmm. So I'd, this is something Rob says, where he doesn't like it when it ties too much into the Marvel machine, but that's the point. <laughs> it is, it's all part of the... Co- it's a different cog in the, in the machine, and I, I quite like it. Part of Big World. Yeah. 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 However, I do think it did detract slightly from Hawkeye the show itself, I guess, in that it was so such a big deal that oh my god, it's Vincent D'Onofrio back it, yeah. as uh, yeah. yeah. as the guy who sounds awesome when he says Goldman Sachs in an angry voice. <laughs> she thinks she can walk away like she works at Goldman Sachs. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. I think for me with that it's like does it have its own identity? And if it does, then I like it. If it doesn't, then I'm like, yeah. And this, I think this certainly yeah. does. I think yeah. Kate Bishop is just so good. And it was so good. Again, spoilers. I'm just going to say spoilers in case, because these are the most recent Marvel properties. Yeah. So skip forward a little bit if you want to <laughs> <laughs> not hear this. But the bits with Elena and Kate Ooh. were so good. <laughs> Incredible. So good. Yeah, this so I think just because it get, took me by surprise that it had so much MCU stuff in there, like that brilliant scene where Yelena came back and we saw how the room changed as she turned around and her brain was registering, this is different than I remember it just five seconds ago. <laughs> mm. That was really good. It just honestly, a lot of it worked for me. I can absolutely see why it didn't quite for other people, but no, this was good. I'm, ama- I'm, I'm genuinely amazed it is the best out of the marvel shows because like i said i do appreciate the grounded i mean i do love 
Lives on Life, Guardians of the Galaxy stuff too, but I've also really been fascinated by the Captain America side of things. So I thought mm. Falcon and the Winter Soldier would be higher. Loki, I went in a bit unsure. Yeah. It was really good. One division I rank highly because it succeeded in its brief. Like, I didn't know how the hell they were going to do a sitcom in the MCU. <laughs> and they managed it. Especially one called WandaVision. Exactly. Chocovision. We all made fun of the name for, like, months. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I, I didn't know what to expect. I went in with low expectations. It surprised me. It was good. I quite liked the ending. I don't mind a spell battle in the sky. <laughs> Especially because it had beautiful scenes between yeah. oh, definitely. Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany. And that line that will live on forever. I, jet, I actually think... Uh, Stephen Moffat ghost wrote it, which is uh, <laughs> what is grief but love persevering. Mm-hmm. I just it's so mm-hmm. poetic. Um, so again, those these two, I'm surprised that they're so high because I expected them going in to be the lowest, but they are the highest. Um, Hawkeye and One Division because mm. they took me by surprise. Yeah. So yep. And then finally, completely different change of tone and style yep. and sort of TV mm-hmm. show. My number one show of the year mm-hmm. is the reason why I'm happy Russell T. Davies is coming back to Doctor Who is It's a Sin. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Which is yeah. completely... He's got a habit of changing TV as we know it. And I think this is an incredibly <laughs> brave production yeah. about the AIDS epidemic yep. of the 80s. And it's so personal. And he said he wanted to tell a story about it for so long because as with so many people... Of the times, mm. they he knew people who were affected by it oh, yeah. and, and lost people. And it's it's wonderfully done in that it wonderfully rides the line between being a big, gay, wonderful time, <laughs> which is what <laughs> the 80s was, and then being absolutely heartbreaking, which, yeah, again, for many reasons, this is. And I, I just, again, I think I might just use Sandra's line, watch it. It is just so powerful. <laughs> mm. I know a man, I know a friend who is, he actually has been diagnosed. He has HIV mm. wow. and it's a little too close to home. And he goes, I'm sure it's amazing. I can't bring myself to watch it. I mm. lost a few people because of this. And I feel like that's what Russell T Davies wanted to do. Something so yeah. hard hitting for some people, so captivating for people like me, yeah. where I could be quite detached from it because I haven't particularly experienced something like that but it's so well done and mm. it deserves every award it it gets and i do encourage people who if you think you can sit through it if you can manage it please do watch it because it's great and i wouldn't be surprised if lydia west is the next doctor <laughs> i have heard that Maybe. yeah i have heard that yeah. yeah yeah i must catch it must catch it yeah it's yeah. it's very good so yeah that's my list it feels like a different pedigree from the marvel stuff yeah <laughs> <laughs> Very difficult to compare, yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Hawkeye is great. It's a Sin is spectacular, and mm. I fully endorse it. Go and watch it. Mm. It's amazing. Excellent. So over to you, Adam. Well, hard to follow that, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number five, then. I previously mentioned uh, a Sweet Tooth. Yes. Which oh, I yes. really enjoyed. I don't know the original comics at all, as per usual. <laughs> so I don't know how... It differs, but as you say, it's it's rather lighter in tone. I find it hard to believe how you could make it bleak, particularly in live action with a with a, a real ten, eleven year old ever as as a main character. Yeah, I think making it mm. bleak would be quite tough. But yeah, you say it, it walks that line fine line really well. And when I heard it was Robert Downey Jr.'s involvement in it, I thought, oh, it's gonna be rubbish, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Pardon. 
I mean, Doolittle. <laughs> yeah, exactly, Doolittle or whatever. Yeah. yeah, but, I mean, Marvel, I mean... Yeah, but then Sherlock yeah, Holmes. Well, <laughs> Sherlock Holmes, it's okay, but yeah, it's not the Sherlock Holmes I know. Um, <laughs> Have you guys seen Chaplin? Chaplin's great. I've not, no. <laughs> okay, in that case, I recommend it. Sidetracking. Okay. <laughs> okay. But turns out him and his wife, I think, who are behind this, have done a wonderful job. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it, and uh, I look forward to more, which I believe there is more coming. I think so, yeah. <laughs> it's one of the rare Netflix shows that actually got renewed. <laughs> yeah. They are the what? new Fox, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. Weirdly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they are, like, the most in-debt company. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, it checks out. <laughs> yeah. But they're making great stuff, too. I, I don't get it. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and they put their price up in the US recently. Mm. Oh, and here. recoup there. Yeah. yeah. That's anyway. Number four, then, is probably lower than previous seasons have been on my lists, but uh, Doctor Who Flux. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. I didn't say the Flux part, but the, yeah, add that to my... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my, yeah. For, for a start, that's a weird thing. It is. We, we've had Trial of a Time Lord and... And stuff like that. But that's part of season 18 or whatever it is. Uh, 23. Season... I don't know. Yeah. Um... <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, that's all under a season's kind of category, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's got one umbrella thing. Hmm. But it wasn't subtitled as such. It's just the story happened to be called Time, hmm. Time Lord episode 1, 2, yeah. 3, 4, whatever. Uh, but here it actually got a subtitle it, like a, a mini series, which is what it is. I can see this. If this were RTD, RTD2 in the future, I could see this sort of thing happening more and more with separate little stories contained to their own cast, their own stories, doing their own yeah. thing. Hmm. So this sort of prototype, maybe. I don't know. I kind of hope so. Where we might be going with a wide universe. Yeah. I mean, I, I want to see this again because I've wanted this for a while, but maybe RTD might wait for like the second season. I can't see him Probably. doing this straight out the gate again. No, 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 no. But come 2024, 2025, maybe we'll have two or three Doctor Who series going yeah. on side by side. Or maybe they'll call season 14 Return of the Something, and then like they'll keep the <laughs> subtitle thing going, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> maybe. Return of Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The Return Ooh. of Me, Russell T. Davis. <laughs> <laughs> Kill Damage. The return of David Tennant, according to rumours. <laughs> Best thing Chim was done? Yeah, I think so. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Definitely some ups and downs. I actually really enjoyed the Angel episode. Yeah, me yeah, too. Yeah, I know that I'm in the minority on that one. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, probably the standout one for me. And it was co-written. It wasn't entirely Chibnall. Mm. No. Every other episode was entirely Chibnall, which is an odd place to be, really, isn't it? Do you, what does your script editor do at that point? Yeah. And every special is entirely <laughs> Chibnall as well, aside from uh, the one that's co-written, I think, the second one. Yeah. Yeah, I think the next one is co-written, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to forget which season this is meant to be. It's 13, it's 13 yeah. 13, yeah. yeah. Unlucky for some, apparently. Um, <laughs> it was fine. But, no, I thought it was really good. And I say Dan Hort was a great character. Yeah. There, there were some missed opportunities, maybe, here and there. Mm. The fact that the resolution was poor... Oh, I thought the special resolution was quite good, actually. (laughs) 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 We're left unsure what the hell happened. Is the universe back to normal? Mm. The the special implied it was, but we had no real indication of that. Yeah. What's happened with the Division? Are they still on their little ship in the void, apart from (laughs) their leader? 
I don't know. There's so much which is left hanging, and I can't quite see them going back to it now. No. So if I have a, com- a complaint about it, it's not so much what we got, it's what we won't be getting as a result of it. But I still think it was great. And Jodie Whittaker absolutely knocked it out of the park for me. I thought she was oh, wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. Really good. Yeah. Yes, um, sorry to see her go. I, I still hope that she's lying and she is going to stay on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I heard that on your episode and I thought, oh, she won't be. <laughs> no, well, certainly not. But yeah, I don't know what they're going to do with... If they do a 60th anniversary, the very next episode after she regenerates, what the hell are they yeah, going to do? I, I don't know. I know, that's going to be odd. Unless there's some sort of, and this would be really weird, but some sort of reverse timeline thing where you actually get the new Doctor appearing at the start of it with Jodie Whittaker and she says, hang on, I feel like you're me, but I don't remember you or something like that. Mm. And then she regenerates halfway through or something like that. It, very complicated, but I was thinking about that the other day, how you can have... Because I'm getting tired of how the regenerations always happen at the end of a season or in a special. Yeah. I want them to take us by surprise one day. <laughs> and doing it like that would be would be good. Yeah. Don't know. We shall find um, out more in the autumn, I suppose. But Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, my number three then is Ghosts Season 3. which oh, is a, I need to watch this. This is yeah. the, the UK version <laughs> in particular. <laughs> I haven't seen the American version. But it's a British comedy about... Haunted Mansion, basically, with all these ghosts who live there and the new owners, one of which cannot see the ghosts and the other can, and all the hijinks ensue. These ghosts from mm. different eras living in this, this house. And them trying to keep financially afloat. And uh, there, we had very interesting bit of feedback in the latest podcast mm. yeah. about how the US and UK versions differ. Ah. How in the US version, it's much more upbeat they don't have money problems and things like that <laughs> but i think it's so crucial to to why this works well, yeah. the fact that the main cast are always under pressure they haven't got the money that everything's against them i i, I do yeah. like that it's a great funny comedy it's by the people who did the tv version of horrible histories yes a kids program in theory although much wider <laughs> audience than that yeah, and they're wonderful. Yeah, I I've been meaning to watch this for um many years. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it looks great. It looks so good. Yeah, yeah, and it's amazing what they can do even during COVID because it's a big cast. Yeah, mm. there must be seven or eight of them as a main cast. <laughs> wow! Oh wow! Apparently, they had to go into different groups of four. I think it was. I'm sure. Yeah. Different weeks are in different groups. Because you know you can't have gatherings or anything during COVID times. No, 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 no. You can't. No, no parties. Can't have a party of people. No, no, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, my number two then is hadn't been mentioned yet. I'm surprised. Uh, Resident Alien. I've not uh, seen it yet. I actually. have not seen it. Uh, no, have you seen it? No. Again, another comedy, which maybe mm-hmm. this is fitting for for mm. 2021. <laughs> another slightly grim year. Yeah, <laughs> I think the reason I didn't watch it was because it was a comedy with like 40 minute long episodes. I think maybe that was why yeah. I was like, oh, it's not 20 minutes i can't commit to this just yet <laughs> so i kept putting it yeah. off <laughs> i yeah generally i'm not not a fan particularly of american comedies which are 20 minutes long yeah just feels like you can't quite fit enough into 20 minutes yeah it makes it a bit superficial mm. whereas here these are 42 whatever odd minutes long and based on a comic which again i've not read <laughs> uh, <laughs> but adam alan tudyk that's why i want to see it as an alien mm-hmm. who takes on human form and is living in this 
fairly out of the way town in America, trying to pretend to be their doctor. So it's bi- biographical then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to fit in, not knowing humans that well, and it's a lot of humours based on this yeah. fish out of water thing, pretending to be something he isn't. Is it sort of like the aliens from Galaxy Quest when they land on Earth? A bit like that. Her translator is broken. Although <laughs> <laughs> well, he actually turns, he starts off as a very malevolent figure. Oh. And he's here <laughs> to destroy the Earth. Goodness. But crashes in the attempt. But he's slowly coming to appreciate humans as, as and turning into one, effectively. It's uh, very well done. I definitely Excellent. recommend it. I don't know where you might find it. I think it's on Stan, maybe? Yeah, it's either coming to Stan. It, it was on one of the free-to-air channels where even their on-demand thing has ads. Uh, yeah. Stand ads. But yeah. I think one of the streaming services here has got the license for yeah. it, so we'll be able to see it ad-free. So I believe it's a Siffy thing, isn't it? A sci-fi channel. Yeah. Um, which is incredible that the Siffy are doing sci-fi again. Yeah, science fiction on Civi. Yeah, what exactly? <laughs> Wait, hang on. Science fiction. Whoa, that's that's pretty. Um, that's amazing. I know. Great. And not only are they doing science fiction, they're doing good. <laughs> I thought they stopped doing that a decade ago. Yeah, they did. So hopefully, that's a bit of a return to form for them. Maybe I think it's done quite well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So maybe who knows? They might start doing sci-fi again. <laughs> Great. <laughs> and my number one. Mm-hmm. My, the bottom of my list was uh, number 15, not including all the stuff that fell off the bottom, mm-hmm. was, yeah. uh, was uh, what was it, WandaVision, was it? No, it was Hawkeye, sorry, it was my <laughs> bottom one. My top one is Loki. Aha! And number one is Loki. Excellent. Yes. Uh, as you say, a bit Doctor Who-ish. Mm-hmm. In all the best ways possible. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And also mentioned it, it sort of fits into my particular sub-genre of, of Marvel I particularly like. Yeah. It's fair bit of comedy you've you've got <laughs> the science fiction elements mm-hmm. and i was always looking forward to this one i'd i knew i would resub to disney plus to watch it for this one which i haven't done for any other marvel ones i've just yeah. picked them up as i've resubbed her up for star wars or whatever mm. but this one i definitely thought loki's a great character it should be fun but what surprised me is how much uh sylvie was actually more of a yes. draw for me mm-hmm. than loki uh, <laughs> hmm i wonder why <laughs> sophia Martino, she was wonderful. She was really good. Was. Yeah. yeah, and the interaction between those two was just gold. And then you had uh, obviously you had Mo- Mobius and all that yeah. stuff. It, it just wow, really, really good. Yeah, and yeah, you, you can see a lot of time where they would have a huge budget for some things like the end of episode was it three or four with that that big mm-hmm. pseudo one shot. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. incredible. So good. Yeah, must spend a lot of money and time on that. And then you get the final yeah. episode where. It seems like they ran out of money, but nonetheless, oh, yeah, it was so well done. I, I thought, is it Jonathan Majors? Is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought he was incredible. Great for, for oh, a yeah. guy who's just sat there. He should be the master. Just, yeah, <laughs> just basil exposition basically, but yeah. he does such a wonderful job of it. Yeah, I really look forward to seeing what he does. Oh, and his final line, I love. <sighs> It's See so you good. soon. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And he was so crazy as well. He yeah. jumping on the table. Yeah. Yeah, really, yeah. really good. Love it. And little twists and turns in there mm. about their variants and that sort of stuff, and and the good. staff of the um, yeah time agency. Yeah, there would be variants and the the, the timekeepers. Yeah. Are they real? Are they not yes. real? Uh, yeah, and then not not to 
Not to mention the the other Lokis we saw in episode five. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Ta da! <laughs> wonderful stuff. Wonderful stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I really look forward to the next season. Although, quite what they do, where they go now, I don't yeah. know. Clearly, it's setting up where the the MCU as a whole is going. Although, how you can t- then tweeze out Loki and Sylvie from the wider picture to have their own show from this point, I don't know. Yes, it's going to be very interesting because I I did have in the back of my mind most of these are happening concurrently, so the Loki finale hasn't happened yet. But at some point, we need to get into those tearing timelines it's an odd one isn't it because it is time related you can say it's happening at certain points but then because it's changed the past as well as the future yeah it almost doesn't matter when it happens (laughs) (laughs) true yeah well it's a bit like your old thing with the with the doctor which is a problem now that chibnall's made their choice his choice Mm -hmm. for the doctor to live on forever Mm -hmm. yeah where you've always said for years that you've got a problem with the idea of the Doctor being immortal because everyone they meet could be them. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's the same thing with Loki, oh. that that could have happened by now already. I just yeah. had the idea, I know it's a terrible movie, but the Casino Royale film from the 60s where everyone's James Bond, that, <laughs> but everyone's a Doctor. <laughs> everyone's a Doctor. Yeah. 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 Yep. Pretty much. Oh, yeah. dear. Yeah, we have that problem with Kang, presumably. I don't know. Maybe. When's he showing up next? I guess Ant-Man. I don't know. I think he's Ant-Man, yeah. He is casting that, yeah. Or maybe Doctor Strange. I wish they hadn't told us that. Yeah, I agree. Just like I wish they hadn't called Doctor Strange, uh, the next one, the Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It gives yeah. too much away. Too many yeah. announcements. But at the same time, they did it in 2020 when nothing was coming out. So I guess they had to... True. You know. And they did yeah. something clever where they said... Wanda is going to be in it. So people like me who've read The House of M will go, ah, so she creates the multiverse with her powers going out of control and stuff like that. So there was a little bit of a tease for those in the know. Yeah. But they misdirected us in that that regard, which is good, really, actually. I like it. (laughs) Yeah, it does make me hopeful for the next group of Marvel films because I haven't been the greatest fan of what we've had since Endgame. Yeah, that's fair. Oh, okay. What about Spider-Man? Ah. Surely there was something in there you liked. <laughs> Spider-Man was quite good, but it's... De- yeah, we get it on to the next time. I think it's still my yes. the weakest of the three for me, but... Uh, yeah. Oh, wow. The weakest okay. of the yeah. Really? Spider... Wow. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but more of that next Ooh. time, yeah. Whoa. Yes. A little tease. Teaser, there. tease. <laughs> Whoa. Only one Marvel film is in my top 15 films of the year. Oh. Uh, this year, which... Um... So far, all Marvel films are in my top. <laughs> but that just goes to show how many movies I watched. Because I enjoyed three of the Marvel movies. And one of them had Florence Pugh in it. And was good for that reason. <laughs> <laughs> As that reason alone, possibly. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, all right. Oh well, dear. Th- that is a good number one choice. I, I like it. Yeah, I do too. I'll get into my final chunk then. Yeah. Starting off with number five, I am surprised this ranks as highly as I'm sure you are surprised that that was a bad sentence. I'm surprised that it's on this <laughs> list. Uh, number five okay. goes to season five of Rick and Morty. Oh, great. Oh, wow. It's back. It's back. Ah, oh, season three and four were, they had some good stuff, but they also had some very, very convoluted, messy stuff. Season five, 
just it's every single episode standalone mostly aside from the last one uh the weakest one um and it's just it's just really fun spoofing various sci-fi stuff very clever writing again very funny it feels like it's back on the greatness that was the first two seasons of that show what i've been missing from that Mm. show for the last like for something years uh a lot of people Mm. looked at season five and went why is it all standalone it doesn't tie into the overall story personally and i might be in the minority Mm. i don't know i strongly dislike the overall story i think it's messy i think it's convoluted i don't think it works especially when the overarching story only really happens like two episodes a season just commit to it Mm -hmm. if you're gonna do it because then it would make sense (laughs) Right. I don't like the overarching story. So that's why I like season five a lot, because it was all very standalone. There is one episode that grossed a lot of people out. Uh, when you watch it, you'll know what I mean. I Look, I'm, okay. I'm a fan of South Park, so I was fine with it. But, you know, um, there's, there's one episode that, that was uh, maybe a little bit too over the top for some people, but I enjoyed it a lot. It's really fun. Um, just small stuff like... Uh, the Submariner, like, their version of the Submariner shows up in the first episode, and he's got this, like, thing going on with Rick, and it's quite cute. Um, just stuff like that is really fun. I, I enjoyed Rick and Morty Season 5 a lot. I thought it was really good. Okay, I must catch it. Yeah, that's a good one. And speaking of Rick and Morty, one of the writers of one of the best episodes of Rick and Morty, just in general, The <laughs> Old Man and His Seat, is the showrunner mm-hmm. of number four, Loki. <laughs> Oh, really? Connections. Okay. Segways. Mm. <laughs> I like that. Uh, yeah, the best episode, the best season of Doctor Who <laughs> in a while. Yeah. Yep. I liked it a lot. I went into it expecting, like, wacky, cosmic, like, office space style stuff. And that's what I got for the start of it, which I love. Uh, the real MVP of that show, Owen Wilson, just been great it's good to see him (laughs) in something good wow it's good to see him in a good comedy i should say he has done some good drama (laughs) true True. but uh yeah no it's just so good to see him playing morbius being morbius which i really hope is a joke on that morbius movie that's meant to be coming out soon oh please no uh which which i will watch but i will hate I'm sorry, Matt Smith, but no. <laughs> I liked as well how talky the show was. I thought that was really cool, mm. uh, especially because yeah. it came after... Did it come after WandaVision or did it come after Falcon and Winter Soldier? Falcon. came after Fal- the Falcon. The Falcon okay. Soldier. Um, especially... Yeah. Well, well mm, that's not really th- a thing then because F- Falcon actually balanced that quite well. I don't know. I was expecting it... Like, maybe after the ending of WandaVision, I was expecting it to be, like, all, all the battles all the time. And so I was very surprised when they took a different approach approach to that okay i know some people didn't mm. like um that one episode where they're just just sitting in a cafe talking for 20 minutes but i thought that was r- really cool that was almost the best scene of the whole thing <laughs> i agree i agree uh i thought it was great i thought it looked re- really cool great doctor who style stuff part of me wishes that yeah. it was more episodic that there was more like they go on a planet and have to kind of problem solve because there's, there's only maybe two episodes mm. yeah but then it would literally be but then doctor it would who, be doctor <laughs> yeah, yeah. <good> point. <laughs> Um, the final episode did just feel like a trailer for the rest of the show, but also Jonathan yeah. Majors is so incredible that he he just yeah. carried that thing on its back. I do wish there was yeah. um, uh, someone came out and said that there was meant to be a Miss Minutes fight in that episode, but that they cut. <laughs> I, that would have been great. That would have been so good. I heard about that. How I don't know work? how that would work, but it would be funny. <laughs> 
I'd love it if they started trying to attack her and then sparks flew off her, kind of like um, the portals that Doctor Strange <laughs> that makes. So good. Oh yeah. That would have been so good. Yeah. And yeah, just like, <laughs> just the fact that they made you care about this version of Loki who isn't the Loki that we know, and then kind of became yeah. it, that is also different enough that mm-hmm. you can tell. And like somebody pointed out, that he became a good person by watching he the MCU. He did become a good person by watching <laughs> yes, the MCU. Yes, true. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, a lot of character development in a five-minute video. <laughs> yeah. Although I don't think they showed him uh, Miss Marvel, uh, Captain Marvel. Part of me thinks Loki wouldn't be a fan true. of Captain Marvel. I don't know why. Wouldn't like that movie. Maybe. <laughs> oh, that movie. Okay, not not the character. Because he's a troll. <laughs> nah, it's not a great joke. He's a god of mischief. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, just really, really solid, really fun, great writing, very smart writing mm. as well, smart yep. sci-fi writing uh, that that I love. It's good to see it. I enjoyed it. Season two, whenever it happens, go for it. A lot of people were surprised when season two was announced. I thought that was public knowledge that it was going to be like t- a 12 episode oh, thing. Yeah. I'm not sure. But anyway. Oh, mm. I wasn't surprised at yeah. all. Uh, great. Really good. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll keep saying it until I feel like moving on. So number three, number three. Well, that's an enjoyable show. <laughs> yeah, number three. Uh, yeah, look, Loki and this next show are pretty much tied. Yeah. I've given Ooh. number three a slight heads up because I think it does have its own identity. Uh, mm-hmm. Not to say Loki doesn't. Ep- final episode mm-hmm. of Loki, giant trailer for what comes next, right. which is fine. Yes. I love it, but yep. this next one's a little bit more standalone. I'll probably re- rewatch it more because of that, and that is number three, Hawkeye. Yes. <laughs> I was uh, sold immediately as soon yeah. as I saw the poster, yeah. which is just My Life is a Weapon. They didn't credit the artist. They yes. should have. True. Um, oh. And the opening credits is My Life it, is a Weapon. It's <laughs> just My Life is a Weapon, yeah. They really should yeah. have uh, probably credited the artist and, I don't know, paid him? Yeah. That might have been good. Maybe? Maybe. Yeah, well, Marvel. You know Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I loved it. I loved it. I've always... Um, uh, been a is Jeremy Renner apologist, the right word? I don't know. I think <laughs> occasionally, occasionally. <laughs> he needs it. <laughs> I look one of the things that I really liked about Age of Ultron, which is a mixed bag overall. Yeah, well, but yeah. one thing that I loved about it was seeing more of Hawkeye's kind of family life. That's one of my favorite elements yes. of that uh, thing. And I like that they, they gave him a sense of humor too. The bit that stands out and has done for years is when Quicksilver runs off and he's like, I could do it. I could fire. <laughs> oh, it was an accident. I didn't realize he was running yeah. by. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so to kind of see him getting a bit more fleshed out, I was on board for Kate yeah. Bishop, just one of my oh. favorite comic book characters, like modern. Yeah. I, when was she introduced? I can't remember. I think it was... A while ago now, surely. <laughs> yeah. It's probably been... She's probably been around for like two decades, maybe. But uh, yeah, yeah, great character. Massive fan. They did change her a little bit in the show making her a yeah. bit more, not jokey, because she is jokey in the comics, but more um, she's doing stuff, like, wrong on purpose for the plot to happen. Oh. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Yes. Uh, which yeah. isn't the case in the comics at all. She's more competent. Well, like I described to you, some of the best bits of Kate Bishop come from her personality coming through when she's being the super competent mm. archer. So basically what she does is she arrives at a place and she... Uh, analyzes the threats and the assets and possible ways of escape. Oh, and that guy's kind of hot over yeah. there. Oh, there's a hot dog yeah, over yeah. there. So it's a, her eternal monologue kind of notices other things as well, which is really quite yeah. fun. <laughs> mm. 
but they couldn't do that as a as a voiceover or an eternal monologue so they kind of gave Haley Steinfeld the chance to be absolutely hilarious yes. and brilliant so good so good I don't yeah. know if it's the best thing I it's it's up there it's up there because she did a movie called the edge of 17 which is excellent I've heard a lot about that. I want to check it out. Which is excellent. So that's probably my favorite performance from her overall. But this is so close. I need more of this character. I've got yeah. two points about the show that kind of uh, cancel each other out, which is interesting. But while <laughs> watching it, I was fascinated that this felt the most TV show out of all the Marvel shows. Because you've got long yeah. sequences of like... Vera Farmiga, who, by the way, fantastic. It was great to see her in a Marvel show. Oh, yeah. With her just kind of talking about business things for like five minutes and it felt very tv show-esque but at the same time Mm -hmm. this is the marvel show that i didn't watch week to week i i I waited until it was all out and i think that worked better because (sighs) it all kind of takes place over a couple days and i i liked watching it all at once rather than week to week i feel like week to week would have been a bit too um tedious maybe (laughs) i literally rewatched this as soon as the the last episode Mm. ended Mm. i just thought I need to watch it again. And I did. I watched the first two again and then the rest of them the next day. I just really needed well, to. Yeah. I don't know why. I can't explain it. I just mm-hmm. felt the urge to. So, mm-hmm. And it it feels like the, they're all the same sort of length in terms of number of episodes, but it feels like the shortest show of them all, weirdly. Yeah, it does. I don't know mm. if it is numbers-wise. It would be interesting to have a look. But no. um, yeah. it did feel quite short, maybe because it's so condensed. It's so focused as well. And there's so much in there. Like, you get to that cliffhanger. This is the guy that my mum's been, you know, who's hired me, who who hired the assassin. And then it's like, hang on, that's the guy I've been worried about the whole time. It's Kingpin. And we just go... (laughs) (gasps) (laughs) My one thing that... uh, Not a criticism, but something that I found quite funny was how heavily telegraphed Kingpin was throughout the entire show. I don't know what you're talking about. What big guy? <laughs> I kind of wish that Vincent was just there from the get-go. Like, you see him in a flashback, kind of. Like, you see the suit in his hand everywhere where it's like, Fat Man's Autobahn. And I'm like, oh, I wonder yeah. who owns that? It's New York. Who could that be? Um, so, I, part of me... I've just got a gut feeling. <laughs> part of me wishes they really... Uh, didn't hold off on that reveal and just had him there for the whole no. time. That would have been cool. But at the same time, I think the reveal is cool. Yes. Just Vincent D'Onofrio. Incredible. Love oh him. God. So good. Who else yeah. is good? Florence Pugh. Look, I didn't love Black Widow, yeah. um, but she was incredible in it. She's incredible in this. I really, she's having so much fun with, with the accent. I really hope she doesn't <laughs> like wander it and gets more American as it goes on because. Uh, I don't, yeah. <laughs> It's, it felt a little bit over the top in the show compared to the movie, to be oh, honest. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> she had a bit too much fun in some scenes. Um, so that was really good. And and finally, I love action where you can see what's going on. And uh, mm. the Clarkson twins, <laughs> who directed uh, some more of the action-heavy stuff in this episode, mm. they absolutely nailed it. Mm. It's so good. So good. Yeah. Just some of the best action s- sequences we've seen on TV this year. Just, ugh. And the action was done in a way, I actually said it to you, we had a brief kind of text exchange after seeing Mm. it. (laughs) We were just nerding out about our favourite bits. Mm. The action made sense within context of all the other stuff, like the scene where Kate, without knowing anything about Kingpin, other than she'd just seen him tear the door of a car, (laughs) threatening her mother, stands up in front of him. And you know the context of it. You know how 
damned impressive, but also really dumb, that is. But she does it anyway, and I was just like, oh, Kate, I love you. I respect you so much for that. Yeah. That is a hero right there, and it comes after the scene where she... They added a bit of emotional emotional context to a scene where Hawkeye jumps off the building and fires the rope arrow and s- swings into the window. That was the origin story for another hero. That's yeah. awesome. And uh, it they had the scene where she said, I saw you fighting aliens with a string and some no a stick and some rope or whatever it is Mm -hmm. and then she does the same against kingpin it's just little things like that work so well for me and i I loved it exactly and i like as well that um so far the number one like we've got a character whose favorite superhero is hawkeye and i like that because (laughs) yeah in the context like if you were living in the mcu you'd probably be like they're all superpowered that guy wow what a hero (laughs) Is that why are you there? But it's like a musical about him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The only bad scene was when you saw the flashback to Endgame and saw his haircut. So <laughs> 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 incredible show. I loved it. Uh, and yeah, just like yeah. really self-contained. It's you know just one. Yeah. Oh, also the villain. Uh, she was cut. She was working as a shelf stacker in an Amazon warehouse. Her first ever thing. And then yeah. she auditioned for the show and she got the role. Uh, really? Wow. Alka Cox, yeah, who yeah. plays Echo. And she's getting her own show. <laughs> she is. <laughs> this was her first ever performance and now she's getting another show. So good. So good. Yeah. So, and yeah, just that, is it episode three? The long action sequence with her the car chase. Yeah. Incredible. Um, so yeah, that's number three. I loved it. Number two. Mm. I also loved it. It's been mentioned already. Uh, it's a lot higher on my list, but number two goes to Invincible season one. Mm-hmm. I love comic booky comic books. Dumb comic book comic books. I love them. <laughs> uh, and this was that on the TV. I just the line. I know where you are, Dracula. Why are you hiding, you nerd? Or <laughs> Get the, like the fake Moonlight thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so good. Yeah, Invincible. I haven't read the comics. I want to, but I haven't read them, so I had no idea what this was going into it. And uh, my goodness, that first episode takes a turn. Um, and is <laughs> yeah. just it, just from that point onwards. I love it because I, lo- I love how it's almost a parody of both Marvel and DC, but it's got its own like weird stuff in there. Like Seth Rogen's mm. just up in space interviewing people. Great, <laughs> this weird <laughs> stuff like that that I love. Uh, J.K. Simmons as Omni Man. What a performance he gives! Mm. Incredible. Stephen Yun as well. He's from The ah. Walking Dead. He's he's the main yeah. character. Um, he's great. Why my favorite superhero is Spider-Man. And so this mm-hmm. kind of captures that Spider-Man element of the hero being yeah. still in school, being quite young. Um, it kind of, you know, leading a double life, all that, that classic Spider-Man stuff that I love was in this as well, which I really, really like. Yes, the animation wasn't amazing, but... The story and the writing was so good that I think it carried it. Um, there are yeah. quite a few dodgy, like, flying effects where you can kind of tell they just taken one cell and dragged it across the screen. Um, <laughs> but I, I don't think that really uh, harms the show. In fact, it kind of gives it more of a comic booky feel, um, I think. And, and yeah, super gory, not one for kids, definitely an adult animated show, but just one of the best superhero things I've seen in a while uh, for me. I absolutely loved it. Awesome. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> yep. yep, yep, definitely. <laughs> uh, really, really fun. 
and not fun as well. Good balance. Good balance <laughs> of fun and not fun. Lots of time in the hospital for various characters. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah, just like the weird, Ouch. like, the, the Hellboy detective guy who comes in. Oh, yeah. Just has like a weird yeah. thing. Yeah. Just, I love like weird comic books and, and this was that for me. Um, I, whenever the it's next true. season's out, great. It's probably going to take a while. But uh, yeah, just, just great stuff. Um, and then my number one show of the year what a surprise. It's a Mike Flanagan production. <laughs> what a surprise. He hasn't gotten my show of the year every single time he's done a show. <laughs> no. Number one goes to Midnight Mass. Uh, right. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Look, Hill House was my show of the year whenever that came out. I was disappointed yeah, was. by Blind Manor because he only did the first episode and I felt that his direction <laughs> was really missing from the rest of the show. He's done some great movies. Doctor Sleep, uh, Oculus, uh, Harsh. Yep. Love them. I love it all. But this felt very personal to him. And it was a personal story that I could kind of relate to because it's about, uh, you know, losing faith in religion. It's about the bad side of religion. It's also about how mm. recognizing, hey, there's some good stuff, but eh, everyone's kind of ruined it. Um, <laughs> yeah. I was going to make a reference, but it'd be a spoiler, but you could probably guess what I was going to yeah. say. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's just great. It's really good, really well shot. I It technically is a horror, but it plays like a drama yes there's horror elements but most of the show is just talking um i know some yeah. people didn't like the monologues <laughs> that's one thing that's always <laughs> okay. brought up whenever people review this show is the monologues because there's a lot of monologues there's in fact two monologues mm-hmm. back to back that's like half of the episode is just two monologues they're very well written if you like well-written dialogue you'll love this show if you want stuff to happen yeah. you probably won't um, you want cultured swines that's that's what theater yeah. is i just loved it i thought it was a great study into faith blind faith um i thought it was a really fun kind of classic yeah. horror tale as well i don't want to ruin it but if you do look up the show on netflix you'll probably see a giant spoiler in the poster really unfortunately oh, right. they completely spoil the whole point uh, and one of the best uh, reveals that I've had in a show of all time, when you kind of find out what's going on, the reveal for me, yeah. I was like laughing because it was so funny. I was like, oh, that's what's going on. That is amazing. And I yeah. love this. <laughs> Great p- performances all around. Raul Coley um, from I, yeah. I, oh, yeah. I Zombie and also yep. Bly Manor. He's in this. He's yep. Great. And Twitch. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and Twitch. He's great on Twitch. Definitely check him out. Yeah. And Twitter. Okay. Very funny Twitter person. He's very funny. Um, he's great. Kate Siegel, uh, Mike Flanagan's partner, actually, who's um, she's in a lot of huh. his productions. Her performance is just incredible. But, of course, Hamish uh, Linklater, who plays the father, um, this like mysterious oh. father who's arrived on the island, he is just mm. incredible. What a performance. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Once again, no jump scares. It's all tension building. It kind of yeah. tricks you at first because there is some kind, kind of like classic horror moments. Like there's a face in the window. Oh my. But it's really <laughs> not that sort of horror at all. It's way more stripped back, especially compared to Hill House, which was like not a scare a minute, but there was definitely a big scare every episode. Whereas with this, it's, you know, it's way more laid back. I am very picky as to who I recommend this to because, again, it's very dialogue heavy. Uh, but mm-hmm. but if you like the sort of, um, I don't want to say art house, but if you like arty stuff, I would highly recommend this to, to everyone. I think it's great. It's on Netflix. Check it out. Number mm-hmm. one show of the year, 
Midnight Mass. Everyone probably predicted right. that that was my number one show of the year. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Was really good. And I think that's it. Just under the two hour mark. There we go. Perfect. Wow. <laughs> Phew. Wow. That's it. Uh, <laughs> next week, we'll try and do um, best movies of the year. I don't know when these are coming out. Um, I, I assume no. Reese is editing them. Yeah, I'll do it. it. I've been doing it for the show, okay, so cool. why not? Thanks. I, I, I don't have time to edit. Yeah, well, speak of time. Yeah, we'll see yeah, how we'll it goes. See. We'll, we'll see what happens. <laughs> this might be a bit more delayed, but, yeah, but you know, it's out there either Plus, way. I do need to watch a few films, so. <laughs> exactly. Um, but, yeah, uh, thanks for listening, as always. What's, yeah. what's coming up this year? We're already off to a great start with the Doctor Who Christmas special. Mm. A, a, a New Year's special, I should say. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. Quite a few Marvel stuff I'm looking yep. forward to. We've mentioned, I think, pre-recording we mentioned uh, Kenobi. Mm. Yeah. Uh, we've already got Book of Boba Fett, which is you know doing yeah. pretty well. It's okay. I'll, yeah. I'll watch it when it's all out. I don't know. Yep. House of the Dragon is coming out. The Game of that Thrones. That will be spin. fascinating oh, yeah. to see what that is. Lord, Lord of the, the Rings. Rings. The Ring of yes. Power or whatever it's called. She-Hulk. I want to see what they do with that. That's going to be really interesting. Yes, me too. Yeah. Because of the cast, so good. Uh, Peacemaker is already on. I haven't seen oh, it. it? Yes. Okay. I'm very excited to watch yep. that. Moon Knight is coming. It's going to be fascinating. <laughs> I really, I really wish that Moon Knight was rated mm. R, but I'll take what I can get. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be interesting. I don't know the character at all. That's going to be interesting. Okay. No, me either. I, I quite like the look of the trailer, though. It doesn't look mm. too bad. Uh, Andor. For Star Wars. Yeah, that'll yep. be interesting. It's all sort of like genre stuff I'm mentioning, but there are lots of good other shows like uh, Euphoria has already started. It's Yeah, a... I want to watch it, but I hated the movie that the the showrunner made this year. Uh, I, okay. I absolutely hated it. I, it was one of the worst things I've ever seen. So I don't know if I'll ever watch Euphoria, but I guess Zenday is in it, so oh, I probably yeah. will. <laughs> yes, that's, the, that's why I'm interested. <laughs> uh, the Legend of Vox Machina, which is a... Oh, yes. Cartoon version of Critical Role's D and D stuff. They've actually cast David Tennant in it. Oh, cool! Oh, really? Okay. As of the last few days. Oh, speaking of David Tennant, Days Around the World, whatever it's called. Um, eighty oh, days yeah. around yeah, the world. Looking forward days, to seeing yeah. what that's like. Yeah, I've seen it all. It is very good. Oh, I good. didn't put it on last year's because I think maybe one or two episodes did make it into last year. Yeah. Like Book of Boba Fett, it's more of a twenty twenty two definitely series. Oh, yeah, by the way, we discussed that, listeners. Uh, the reason why we haven't mentioned Book of Boba Fett, apart from mm. right now, uh, is because most of it's going to be this year, and so we don't think it counts, really. No, I, I don't think so. Yeah. Um, and I haven't seen it yet. So. <laughs> 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 oh, okay. I'm interested in the final season of His Dark Materials as well. I'm going to finally watch that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's going to be... What they're going to do, there's going to be a lot of... Uh, CGI in that potentially depending what they mm. if they change it yeah. yeah I think another Ted Lasso season is coming out oh yes I didn't mention that <laughs> I saw the first season this year and I loved it but I haven't seen season 2 yet but that would yeah, have been okay. in my list if I did see it it's Apple again isn't it that is Apple yeah that, that's one of the <laughs> only shows on Apple that's a real show <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> Yeah, there's a bunch of exciting stuff coming out. Speaking of Apple, they're doing Fraggle Rock, Back that to the Rock. That is out. I'm fat. That's going to be interesting. <laughs> well, they have different segments for different countries like they used to. True. I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah, maybe. We had a light keeper who was British in, in the, mm. here in the UK. Oh, okay. Stranger Things 4, which part of me feels like is going to make oh, or break yeah. the series. I, I don't know what they're going to do. 
Uh, the series is good enough that the first three seasons have made it already. It's very good, yeah, <laughs> but part of me is like, they've aged out of it now. <laughs> I don't know. It's going to be interesting <laughs> to see what they do. Yeah, that's a problem. Um, well, they moved yeah. out of, not too much of a spoiler, but they've moved away from, physically moved away from a lot of what I that's loved true. about it. So it can change a lot anyway, I reckon. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Mm. Is it the final season? I think they're planning five seasons. Five, is it? Okay. Yeah. So one more so. after this. Mm. Should be interesting. Mm. Um, it's a very good show. Mm. A bunch of stuff is coming out, which which will be exciting. Oh, Star Trek Picard. I'm very much looking forward ah, to yes. season two. I know you two probably aren't, but... Set in the year 2019, because they definitely couldn't set it any year after that. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be interesting. But speaking of Star Trek, I fell off Discovery. I don't know if I'll ever go back to it, but... Um... <laughs> it fell off. Ow. Yeah, me too. I'd say I must... Oh, really? Oh, I like Let's it. Let's give it a go better. Yeah. I'm really keen. Um, well, there you card. go. Lower Decks is still pretty good, though, but it's a lot more explicit than Season 1 was. I don't know what happened. They really uh, just upped the rating on Season 2 of Lower Decks. Okay. Let's catch that, too. Well, I quite like this episode... Usually we tend to agree on our top ones, but... Yeah, very different. I like that in the Marvel episode, uh, Marvel shows, we kind of... Yeah, all different. All different? Yep. And it sounds like we're already developing different tastes about what's coming up with uh, this yeah. year's shows. Because mm. the Star Trek ones, for me, will probably rank quite highly if they're similar to what mm-hmm. we've already had, but you guys weren't particularly I, keen on what we've I already had. I probably won't mm. watch them. <laughs> Oh, I see. <laughs> Expect I will, but uh... <laughs> unless I'm reviewing it for no doubt, consumer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? I don't know. It'll come back eventually. <laughs> <laughs> it will. <laughs> but yes, we should wrap it up. Thanks for listening. Uh, as always, next week or in two weeks, however long we're recording it in one week, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> the top, however many movies of 2021. <laughs> yeah. I say however many because I would recommend my top 50, <laughs> but I'm not oh, doing wow. a podcast on that. <laughs> wow. And, I, and I've only watched seven of 2021's <laughs> movies so far. Yeah, about 25. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's not, not too bad. Yeah. Wow. As always for these episodes, thank you for joining us, Adam. Yep. Thank you. It was fun. Uh, if people want to check you out in the meantime, Staggering Stories podcast is up there. You reviewed all the flux, all of that. So if you're a Doctor Who fan, check out those episodes, Indeed. I reckon. Uh, those episodes mm. made me feel bad for not liking it. So- <laughs> <laughs> Good. <laughs> Good. <laughs> so you should. <laughs> all the links should be in the episode description. But yeah, we'll, we'll wrap it up there. Yep. Thanks for listening as always. And until next time, make sure... You continue to nerd out.